All right, welcome back to Going Long on First. Coming at you two weeks after our last Moved. one. We uh, took last week off. It was Memorial Week weekend, so you know we took we took we took a holiday. We took a holiday week. You know, we've been going it. exactly. You know, we've been going strong since October, November. It's the off season. You know, it's our off season too. So. <laughs> we took we took a little break, uh, but we're back here this week. Gonna do a start our division breakdown this week. Uh, we're gonna start with the AFC West. Start with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, defending AFC champions, one of the best teams. So we're gonna start there, and then we'll make our way across the country, do our own little road trip throughout the country with some different teams. But before we do that, we uh, we were hoping some big news would break. Before we were able to do this, and it just luck fell in our favor. Julio Jones making some moves here. He uh, obviously everybody knows by now. I believe it was announced uh, Sunday Sunday afternoon evening. Um, Julio Jones gets traded to the Tennessee Titans. Not a team I don't think many had uh, you know predicted at the time. But anyways, he gets traded for a second round pick. Uh, really is kind of what the big news is. Falcons also get a 2023 fourth round, but the big one obviously is a 20 um, second round pick next year's draft 2022. Uh, so no first round picks. Uh, you know it's what they wanted. You know for the most part things like that. But but yeah, Julio's on the Titans now, partnering up with AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, Brian Tannehill. They lose Corey Davis, but they just slot Julio Jones back into there. We were talking a little bit about this before we got on. Is this really a better move for them? But but we can get into it. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's break this down a little bit. Julio to the Titans. What does this mean for them? Now, before anyone says anything too damning, let's remember Julio Jones, future Hall of Famer, traded for a second-round pick and then a day-three pick. All right, Jeremy, now what's your opinion after I framed it? That way. So we were texting back and forth about this the other day, and I get it. I get it. But when I hear Tennessee Titans, I don't go Super Bowl, Super Bowl contender. I don't think that at all. And then when I sit here and like when you start to think a little deeper about it, it's like, is Tannehill that much of an upgrade of this quote unquote deep ball quarterback that he's looking for than Matt Ryan? Probably not. It's probably pretty even there. And then lastly, the Titans' defense sucks, and the Titans' offensive line is not that good. So it's like this is – they might not even be – they literally might be third in the AFC, AFC South. They really might. Like the Jaguars could surprise it, some maybe. people. The Jaguars could surprise some people. And honestly, if you even just get – if you get two years ago, Wentz, the, the Colts are going to walk away with it. Like it won't be close. It, as long as the Colts get that. Now the Texans are a joke. Like, whatever, we get it, their whole situation at quarterback and everything. But, I mean, no, I would not I would not put money on the Titans if I was a betting man. I just – yeah, here's the deal. They might turn into some offensive juggernaut, but, like, their offense isn't better than Dallas's. And look at what Dallas did last year. They sucked. I mean, now Dak got hurt, but even when Dak was on the field, like, I'm not going to say Zeke now is the same thing as Derrick Henry, but they've got more weapons across the field. They've got four receivers that could start basically anywhere. They got two damn good running backs. And then you got Dak, who's, in my opinion, better than Tannehill. But I just, I don't know. I just, 
if this dude actually wants to win a Super Bowl, I think I would have put my foot down and been like, no, send me somewhere like Buffalo. Send me somewhere like KC. You know what I mean? With a real deep ball quarterback and a chance to win something, you know, something of meaning rather than, I, I don't know. And that's like the last thing about his, he's going to be 33 this year, you know? I pulled it up too. The last two big time Hall of Fame, as you, you said it, Owen, wide receivers to switch teams was T.O. and Randy. They both did it at the age of 30. So now Julio's 32, so two years later than them. So when T.O. did it, he went to the Eagles, all pro his first season. Moss did it to New England, all pro his first season. Now here's the difference. That New England team, stats. Like they were a Super Bowl contender right then. That Eagle team, they were literally just on the heels of three straight NFC championships, right? This Titans team, not that good, man. I hate to say it, but I'm just like, I would bet on Julio, but I, I wouldn't bet on the Titans. You know, we were talking about this, like you mentioned, Jeremy. It's, I mean, how, how much better are the Titans really? I know Owen is is all in on this. Uh, he He's kind of the opposite of this, it seems like, um, from you and, Seth, you and me, Jeremy. I just want, Seth, I want to butt in one last thing. This is the only thing I didn't mention. Is it that significant of, of an upgrade over Corey Davis to where it's like, hey, let's throw all of our eggs in the basket for this next year versus building towards the future with Corey Davis, who's younger? But continue. No, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, kind of back up what you were saying. I mean, obviously he is an upgrade over Corey Davis. I would say he is. How much of an upgrade? Probably not like crazy amount. And if you're looking at getting – if you'd rather have next five years, Corey Davis or Julio Jones, I'd probably say Corey Davis. Cause he's going to be six, seven years Agreed. younger. So you're looking at a win now mode win now move. You're looking at maybe two years tops of Julio. I don't exactly know what that contract is. Left, tops. Tops. He's 32. He's going to be 33, you know, next year, beginning of next year. So it isn't his issues, ankles and feet. Like, isn't that his issues? It has been. Yeah. Yeah. A big receiver like that with ankle and feet issues, that don't sound good to me. I don't but, know about you guys, but. Here's my question for, for you, Owen, and for everybody else, whoever's listening, is is Julio Jones going to be lining up against uh, Patrick Mahomes, going to be lining up against uh, Tyree Kill, you know, players like that? I don't think so. Interesting that you asked that question, Seth. Uh are you trying to insinuate that the Tennessee Titans defense is dog crap? I don't think I, I need to insinuate that at all. <laughs> okay. Got that, that implication. Yeah. No, because that is definitely true. They are definitely dog crap and they need plenty of uh, improvement there. So in this, this is tough for me to defend because it's a very surface level. I'm not looking at it much past the surface, like obviously the Titans got Julio Jones. That should just be a good thing. In my mind, it's hard for me to go past that in a sense, but I also completely understand your guys' points. Defense sucks. That's where you, what you need to fix. Um, Tannehill isn't the greatest quarterback, but he's got maybe the best three weapons in the league right now. When you count your receivers and running back. What about what about Stafford in L.A.? I mean, Julio, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry? I don't – like, okay. I got 
keep talking. I got to see if I can find this. They were doing the receiving duos, like who's got the best triplets. Right. Yeah. And then you got, I mean, well, I mean, the Rams have a running attack that's pretty good, but they don't have a star like Henry. Right. Plus he cut from woods. So I get that. And obviously Stafford is better than Tannehill. Tannehill, though, wow. is going to come out. If you just base that off of like stats for the year coming up, he's going to look like an obvious top 10 quarterback just based on paper. Yeah. You know, just what happens or what should happen with a healthy Julio and AJ Brown at, uh, playing at the level he played at and Henry going off, even for half of what he did. So, again, on paper, great move. It's the right move to make. It's a second round pick for a future Hall of Famer who's not done yet. And um, it really fired up the guys, I tell you that. The whole oh, yeah. league, based on just players or former players, lit up Twitter just like, what are the other 30 NFL teams doing by not giving up their second round pick for Julio Jones? It's a future no, Hall of Famer right there. So I agree with that. Does that. I get, let me jump on that real quick. Does that show how the teams view, how the rest of the league views Julio Jones? Maybe as office. an aging superstar who has had some injury questions the last couple of years, like we just mentioned many times, he's 32, going to be 33. Does that show how the league views him as he's really not that valuable anymore? And, you know, well, because oh, sorry, just because of, uh, we're looking at the Rogers situation. Don't, don't, I hate to bring it up. But you know, it's That's so obvious. That's where I was gonna go. That's it's so obvious that front offices are looking to the future, and that probably the next five years is kind of what their job is really looking forward to. And Julio isn't going to make it five years, at least at a high level. He must have with playing. I don't know. I wouldn't blame him if he's healthy. But yeah, it definitely is an indictment on front offices. Maybe thinking a little too future heavy, which I get it. In a sense, but again, you That's let kind the, of the you GM let, role, though. It, you're right, you're right, but you let things like this slide through the cracks when you're just like, no, I'm not even going to consider it. You know, I'm looking to to my young wide receivers, and maybe in three years, it'll look like a bad take, but it's just like there are some decisions that are just too obvious to screw up, and the Titans GM decided, I'm not going to look like a fool. I'm not going to mess this up. Maybe the defense is bad, but there's not really any options for us uh, available right now to improve that defense. Go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah. I was just going to say it's it's not a bad move. I'm not saying that it was wrong to go get Julio Jones because it's – I mean, it's not, especially like you said, for a second-round pick. But it's – does this really make that team that much better? Does it put them over the hump? Does this make them a clear division winner over Indy, who Jeremy just mentioned – Probably still going to do it. I mean, does this put them over the KC Buffalo? I mean, it doesn't. So that's, I no, guess, no. where I'm criticizing this whole thing. But let me throw out one question for you guys, just to turn this around quickly to Atlanta side. Who are you taking for the next three years? Kyle Pitts or Julio Jones? So how many years? Three? Three years. Um... Julio Jones has three years left on his contract. Obviously, you know, uh, Kyle Pitts is a first-round pick, so he's probably going to have a five-year contract. But, you know, next three years, who would you rather have? 
Hey, it's a tough question. I like it. I want to go. I honestly like. I think I lean Julio, in my opinion. But which team do I lean with for the next three years? I think the Falcons will be better in three years. Like I think Matt Ryan will still be around in three years, and I think the Falcons are going to be a better team. What about for the next three years? Not in three years, but what about next year? Year after that? Honestly, like it won't surprise me if the Falcons win the division next year, and it won't surprise me if. The Titans go like, what is it going to be? Seven and what now? Ten? Yeah, it'll be seven and ten. Yeah, I won't be surprised with that because like the Titans are kind of that middle, mid-level, level middling team, and then the NFC South is so up and down. Drew Brees is gone. Like Winston's going to throw more touchdowns for the Falcons than Matt Ryan does if they play, and then it's like on top of it, who knows what's going to happen with with Carolina? So like Matt Matt Ryan's the safest bet at quarterback over there. I think this is kind of like bad, bad move for Julio. Like, I think I probably would have let it play out a little bit into the season and then been like, trade me. Trade me to whoever's a good team right now rather than just pushing this into the offseason and having, you know, Shannon Sharp kind of screw you. But, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I think this is I think this is bad for Julio. I really what? do. I just really wanted – I wanted to see him in Green Bay or something like that with a real shot. You know what I mean? Like – there's no Los, shot in Tennessee. Los Angeles, Indy, yeah, there are a couple of choices. Um, wouldn't it be some shit if uh, the Falcons and the Titans ended up with the same record? Which is a it, it's a possibility. You're right. It's more it's more likely the Titans make the playoffs and the Falcons don't, as we sit here right now. That's obvious. I think everyone agrees. But still, like it's much closer than it really seems, especially from people on Twitter where everyone's blown up. Like, oh my God, they're an instant Super Bowl contender. That's not true. No, uh, true. no, no, no way. Not even, that... not even close, honestly. Right. I mean, no, like I, like I mentioned before, this no way does this put them past KC and Buffalo, who are your top two teams. Maybe even, you know, Cleveland is up there as well. I, I don't see them better than those teams still. I don't. Seth, you just, you just made a great point, too, to take this back to kind of like what you just said on with Tannehill, Henry, and then those two receivers. Cleveland is immediately better. Cleveland's two running backs are better than Henry in a, in a nutshell. Probably I would the take best offseason t- in the league. In the league. I would take Baker over Tannehill personally, but I've got some bias there. And then, I mean, a healthy Odell and Jarvis versus A.J. A. Brown and Julio, that's pretty damn even in my opinion. Like that's because Odell healthy is so – like he's a game changer big time. And I, w- I think I would almost bet on – Who's healthy? You're gonna bet on their Julio's or Odell's at this point. Like, yeah, you know I mean, I'd probably bet on the younger guy just because he's younger. But um, no, I don't know. I was cut. I found the list of the triplets, and Green Bay ranks one. Okay, and now they're not taking into a part the second receiver as well. But I think I would probably still take Green Bay over Tennessee, even if you were throwing in the second receiver because Devonte Adams is the best receiver in the NFL, and Aaron Rodgers is by far and away the second best quarterback in the NFL. Pat Mahomes, like. The gap between him and Tannehill and Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry are not the same. Like the gap between Henry and Aaron Jones is closer than Tannehill and Rodgers, right? And then Devontae is just the best. Would you say the same with Devon? I mean, a, um, Brown is still your best receiver in Tennessee, right? AJ, AJ Brown is the best yeah. receiver in Tennessee. In my so you say that yeah. the gap between Adams and Brown is pretty sizable or – Similar to similar to Aaron Jones, um, Derek. So this is this is gonna this is gonna sound kind of crazy. I think the gap between Devontae and AJ Brown is wider 
than the gap between Devontae and Julio if Julio has a healthy 17-game season. Like, if he's healthy the whole way through, it's Julio is going to do some wild things. But I just – I don't see it. But, like, as I flip through this, Green Bay's one, Kansas City's two, Dallas is three, Seattle's four, Minnesota's five, the Chargers are six, Buffalo seven. I'll just go to ten. Buccaneers eight, uh, Baltimore's nine, and then the Rams are ten. Who are you taking off that for the Titans? Wait, and honestly, this is who you taking you're, off that you're, for the you're including quarterback. Is that what you're saying? Who are, who are those I'm last saying couple you teams quarterback. Again? So it's quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, and then just for shits and giggles, because we're taking Julio and AJ Brown. Add in a running back or add in a receiver. So, like for instance, with the Browns, do both running backs. With the Rams, do both receivers. With the Ravens, do both running backs. You know what I mean? Like, I I think the one team as I flip through this that I might take out would be the Ravens. As crazy as that sounds. Yeah, I mean, what? what and are then you... probably and the Bills because the Bills is running back situation is that bad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You would have to. The Bills would be the one just because it's almost. Two, two instead of three, really. I mean, right. Allen and obviously Diggs, but yeah, that'd be tough. I mean, yeah. Once again, it, when it comes back to them, their offense improving, of course, but that defense still is not I where think it needs it's, to uh, be. It's a waste of a guy's career at the very end. Like, I just, I think this was foolish, in my opinion. Like, yeah, he might put up numbers, but for nothing. Because, I mean, like I said, if, if you get a healthy Carson, Colts are taking this division. It's not even going to be close. No. No. Absolutely not. I agree. You know, and we'll get there one week, too. We'll, we'll, we'll make our official prediction on, uh, on that one. Um, sorry, I'm just going through this list you sent. I'm just looking at these teams. So just, I was going to say, I sent it to you. Guys, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Cowboys 3, that's interesting with Zeke. Um, yeah, but – so that's the thing about the Cowboys is you still got Gallup and CD. You know what I mean? And like CD could easily come out this year and have a 1500 yard year and 15 touchdowns. That's the other thing is with Julio gone. Could you imagine what Cal- Calvin Ridley's going to do? Oh yeah. Yeah. That dude's going to go off. I mean, he's, he's pretty, I mean, he's been their best receiver the last year or two anyway, pretty much for the most part. I, I honestly, and then now they got Mike Davis. I bet the Falcons offense is better this year than any other year that they've had other than the Super Bowl year. I, like, truly feel that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it. I could see it. I guess the one question I got for you guys before we move on, where would you have rather seen Julio end up? Indy was my choice. Indy. Okay, so Indy and then probably Green Bay, right? I mean, Indy would have instantly put them in the, a top five AFC team. Instantly, I think. Where you're looking at Tennessee and it's still, eh, eh. I mean, Green Bay, of course, that'd be fun, but I just don't think the, the money and the contract would have exactly. worked. Maybe, there maybe, was, there, yeah. It was um, not in the cards. L.A. probably would have been, I mean, as a Packers fan, I would have hated that, but as like an NFL fan, putting him putting him with Matt Stafford and the rest of that yeah. offense, whew, scary. That would have been scary. So given Matt Stafford the closest – Active thing to Megatron. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I can get with both the Rams and the Packers. Like those situations would have been ideal. But I really wanted to see him end up in San Fran with Shanahan again. Like that's what I really wanted to see. 
because I thought to myself, I'm like, that's the guy that knows how to use him. I mean, not that not that people don't know how to use a big, talented receiver like that, but it would have been just fun to see him with Shanahan again. Yeah, I mean, him Kittle and all those they other could receivers. use it too. They could use it. They mm-hmm. could use a big play guy. They got some smaller, gadgety kind of players, but they don't really have a big downfield threat other than if you want to say George Kittle's that. But but yeah, right. well, I mean, we'll see how it goes. See how the season plays out. I mean, Tannehill, I'm sure, is loving it. At least if anybody is, it's Tannehill. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's not the big-armed quarterback that Julio wanted, but I guess you get what you get. Else. No more big-armed than Matt Ryan, in my opinion, but that's just no, me. No, not <laughs> at all. Not at all. All right. Uh, let's move on to the AFC West then. Let's move into our uh, our division-by-division division breakdown that will lead us into pretty much um, – training camp and into August preseason, things like that. So um, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to start with the AFC West. So I think how we'll kind of do this is we'll, we'll play this out. This is the first week we're doing it. So we'll kind of see how it goes. We'll play with it a little bit, but what I did is I went in and I kind of looked at each of these teams. So you got the Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs. And I went in and I see went in and just looked at some of their notable roster changes uh, additions, losses, and things like that. I thought we could kind of run through quickly, talk about the teams a little bit each, you know, maybe throw out a most improved team over the over the summer, over the winter, and then throw out our division winners. I assume this one will be probably be pretty easy. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll talk about second place instead almost. Um, top five how that will reflect now for the rest of the summer is we'll do it by division so this week we're going to do our top five players within the afc west hopefully it's not just six um chiefs because that wouldn't be as fun we'll see how that goes um but yeah let's start so we'll start with the broncos um because that's where i went so a couple of the notable additions that they had um they brought in ronald darby Jeremy's old uh, old running mate over not, there in Philly. That's that's not notable. <laughs> I mean, uh, among these additions, it, it kind of was. You know, he's going to be a starting corner, I would assume. Uh, Kareem Jackson, another veteran defensive back. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is probably the biggest one. They brought in another quarterback. Now, how much is Teddy Bridgewater an upgrade over uh, Drew Locke? We'll see. A um, couple of the draft picks then, of course, uh, Patrick Sutan. Javante Williams, Quinn Miners, our boy from Whitewater, big old gut sticking out there. Uh, they also brought in um, Casey Hayward, actually, as well, to be um, starting out there. And then Razul Douglas, another former Eagle. So that uh, uh, Razul, Razul is more of a thing than uh, Darby, if I'm being completely honest. But anyways. Darby, Darby had some good years in uh, Buffalo, if I remember right. Darby's just fast. That's it. That dude's just fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, the only two notable losses I thought that they had was AJ Bouye and then Jarrell Casey, a couple of veteran guys. Um, so yeah, the Broncos didn't really do much. They added a lot of just kind of rotational guys and added. I mean, Patrick Sutan obviously is a big addition in the draft. You know, being a top ten pick and things like that. Um, but a couple of sneaky ones in there as well. So it's kind of what the Broncos did. Didn't do too much. Didn't do anything to really make their team worse or better. Still the biggest question mark, at least to me, is quarterback play. Is it going to be Drew Locke? Is it going to be Teddy Bridgewater? That's how that offense is going to go. 
What do we think about the Broncos otherwise? I mean, I think the the Broncos secondary is kind of just sickening how much like possible or potential they have in that thing. But did you mention Kyle Fuller? You, you know what I did? Oh no, you, you did catch. Good catch. Shoot. Yeah, I forgot about him. I mean, Probably Kyle the Fuller, biggest one actually. Yeah, he's going to be cornerback one. Um, they already had Cream Jackson, Justin Simmons in the safety spots. You yep. said Ronald Darby. Yep. Uh, Bryce Callahan. Who are the? I didn't even know this about the other two. You said Razul Douglas and Casey and, Hayward. And Casey and Hayward. You know, yeah. A sneaky, a sneaky upcoming part of the pod is uh, Justin Simmons might come up later on this top five A and B. Hey. hey. But I mean, Pat Sertan, is he starting as the sixth cornerback? What's going on with this secondary? This is just sickening to me. I did not know those other two were. There's like the thing five about Denver corners. though. Denver, though, even back when they had, like, Tlaib and all them, they always ran, like, three guys. So there's always five five secondary players on the field at a time, you know. And it's Simmons true. is kind of the interchangeable piece. And honestly, Cream Jackson's like that too. Cream Jackson was, like, a good, t- a good corner in Houston. Like, he was a yeah. good high-end corner. Played a lot of nickel, too. So, like, him and uh, Simmons, they, they're kind of interchangeable pieces. Simmons reminds me a lot of, like, Philly Malcolm Jenkins. So – it's going to be those two, and you got to imagine like um, uh, Sertan's going to be the locked up guy on the outside. I would imagine like that's who they're going to just run with on ones as the season progresses, not immediately. Okay. Do you think? I mean, the front seven leaves a lot to be desired outside of Bradley Chubb, and you said Jarrell Casey. Um, I was listening to a lot on Baron Browning being kind of the sneaky steal of the draft. I heard a lot of him about even being the second best linebacker in the draft after Micah Parsons, just a big dude who can run all over the place. Um, so there's, but there's a lot of just no names after that, at least as it relates to, you know, our purposes. So yeah, that will be an interesting experiment. Did you, with did you lead off with Chubb and not Von Miller? I did. I did. You're right. I mean, Von how Miller much, coming how off much of... does Von Miller really have left in the tank? I guess is the question there. I think Von Miller is going to give you between five and 10 sacks. I don't think he's going to be a big time 10, uh, like double digit guy, but him and him and JJ are going to kind of be the same thing. And uh, I mean, he's got Chubb on the other side. There's, there's a couple of dudes. They're nothing big like Owen said, but guys to kind of take the pressure off him, you know, He'd have to be a big rotational guy with the way he plays, but you can't, you know, he, he was a freak for doing it as much as he did early on in his career when he was dominating. But I mean, at this point it'd be really hard pressed to like, hopefully Chubb takes a big step up in that regard and really eases the pressure. But so the defense will be a weird experiment with, uh, with uh, Fangio who can just make anything work really seemingly. Yep. I think Von Miller in the next year or two will be pulling a, Chris Long, Ryan Kerrigan, you know, going somewhere else and just being a piece, you know? I mean, there was there was talk of that this offseason of that happening now. So yeah. wouldn't surprise me if, yeah, the next year or two. I mean, it, that's probably what he would be best suited for anyway. I mean, he's not going to be – I mean, that's how Clay Matthews was too at the end. He went to L.A. for a couple of years and had some success there. And even his, his tenure in Green Bay, he wasn't known as the big sack guy and kind of a rotational piece. It's kind of how these um, pass rushers go at the end. It's just plug them in a couple of times and let them go to work, let them do their thing, and then they come sit on the bench. 
Right. That if you look at the other side, the offense, then it's uh, they got a lot of weapons. They got a lot of pieces. Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton. Um, who's the Who's the other receiver? I, I think I'm blanking. Um, I mean, uh, they got Bama boy, Bama boy, uh, Jerry Judy. Yeah, Judy, Judy. There it is. Uh, KJ Hamler. They brought in two last year. Drafted. He's a big speed guy. So they got pieces, and they got Melvin Gordon in the backfield as well. It's the biggest question is 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 it going to be Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater? I guess throw it out to you guys: is who would you rather see back there? To start the season, I think you got to kind of try to go with Drew Locke. Um, the trouble with Drew Locke is, I heard on a pod, <laughs> and it was coming out that apparently Drew Locke and his father have been paying attention to what his teammates say on Twitter about him and about Teddy. And to me, it's like, makes you wonder how this guy is viewed in the locker room. If that's real, like, is he that, is he that nervous? Like, is he that much where he can't handle the pressure? Cause Teddy, you know, the one thing about Bridgewater is he's been pretty calm, cool and collective for his whole career, you know, like he's been through this, the animosity, but it's like, if Drew Locke is already that shaky with this, like, he ain't gonna last long, you know. I would go with I would go with Drew Lock just because of the arm talent over Teddy, but um, if he's that much of a head case, yeah, he'll be he'll be out soon. I mean, yeah, you you know what you're gonna get with Teddy. You're not bringing him in to to turn around the franchise. I guess he's kind no. of a backup plan in case Drew Lock just completely fumbles it away. At least you throw yeah, Teddy in for a year. Exactly. He's your he's your prototypical bridge. Mr. Bridgewater, he'll get you over there. At the, to me, it was kind of weird how much trust they showed in Locke in the past couple years. Um, just because he really hasn't had more than a couple games of impressive play. Anything. Really. And so this is the first move that they made to like to really say, like, okay, we're ready to move on if it doesn't work out. And then you could talk about the Rodgers thing, all you want, whatever, blah, blah, blah. If it works out for them, it works out. But, um, yeah, I mean, Bridgewater to me just seems like the right move. Probably probably play the bulk of the games for the year if he stays healthy. Um, but, I mean, that, I think that wide receiver thing, core is enough to really make up for a lot of holes. The one thing I'll say about Drew Locke, which you said there, Owen, is it seemed like he was kind of John Elway's boy, you know? Elway seemed to kind of have this fascination with him. And now with Elway taking a different role as just an advisor, it seems like they immediately were like, well, let's bring in some competition then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, especially if they have a, a high round pick again next year, Drew Locke struggles once again. I mean, he's definitely gone. They're, they're going to go after yeah. somebody else. I mean, I'd agree with you, Jeremy. You got to start Locke just to see what you got with him. Can he actually perform – with something and if not then you go to teddy it almost is like the opposite of what um tyrod taylor is you know usually you have the young guy tyrod taylor throwing in for the first three games then you take him out for the young guy but this could almost be the opposite you got the young guy in there you got to see if he can do something and if he can't then you throw in teddy and drew lock is the next sam darnold thrown to some other team yeah all right um Real quick note, I didn't yeah. – okay, so I'm maybe maybe I heard you wrong when you were talking about Razul Douglas and Casey Hayward. The Raiders signed them. Did I put them in the wrong spot? You might have. 
Okay. Oh, you're okay, right. Important. I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong list. No, you're right. Okay. You're right. Important, I was looking at the wrong list. My bad. My bad. All good. All good. No, I was very, you heard it in my voice. I was like, there's no absolute way they were able to sign five starting corners <laughs> for the coming year. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we'll get you to them know. obviously. Hey, in the I mean, year. the Patriots signed about five tight ends this off season. So, I mean, and receivers alike. That's true. Now, so you're just telling to, Cam is one of those tight ends, right? Hey, Tim Tebow is the tight end. So when you, when you narrow it down, they still have Kyle Fuller, Darby, Darby probably played that nickel guy, right? That was kind of a role he had in Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, Pat Sertan definitely has a nice slot to come in as the CB2, at least to start the season. I think that was mainly what I was going for in my thought process there. But, that again, three-headed monster in Denver in the secondary, plus the excellent safety play they have. Um, but, yeah, that wraps up Denver. I don't really know they, if they make a huge leap just based on the offense, just based off quarterback, really. Exactly. That's the one thing so, holding them back. I mean, the defense is going to be strong again. Like we just mentioned, quarterback play will be the biggest question. I mean, if they could get – imagine if they had Aaron Rodgers, how good that team would be. I mean, I would hate to see it, but I'm just saying, like, that would be a pretty good team. Competing with the Chiefs for sure, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's move on to the Raiders, like you just mentioned, Owen. Um, Correcting me there. So, a couple so of Zoo Douglas, right? Razul Douglas, the big big time move there, huh? Casey Hayward as well. Um, couple, that was really honestly like their only big free agent additions. You know, um, in the draft they got Alex Leatherwood, obviously in the first round, which was a big question. And then obviously they, they got, got their second round pick in the first, and then they got their first round pick in the second. Pretty with, much, uh, pretty much the how second. they did yep. it. Yeah. Pretty much how they did it. So it kind of, I guess, worked itself out a little bit. But Trayvon Moore, again, the second round, like you just mentioned. Um, so, yeah, those were some of the big additions. Some of the big losses they had was Tyra Williams, guy who they signed receiver a couple years ago from the Chargers, actually. Didn't really work out too much there. And then a couple of their early first-round picks from, I think, the early Gruden days, uh, Maurice Hurst and Arden Key, both gone. I believe Arden Key was um, – Early, early pick for them. And then Maurice Hurst was the big guy from Michigan as well. Didn't really work out. He was a big time prospect at one point. And then he had those health issues that really dropped him down. Um, didn't do too much. But other than that, not a lot of notable additions either. Losses for the Raiders. Once again, they kind of, for the most part, stand in pat. I think they're going to bank on a lot of the um, young guys developing. Maybe Derek Carr taking another leap, hopefully. He's still their quarterback as of now, even though every offseason there's question marks. But I guess they're going to slot in Alex Leatherwood, maybe left tackle, and Morgan in the backfield, Casey Hayward as well. See what happens. I mean, that defense is probably the biggest question mark, almost the opposite of what the Broncos are. Raiders have a solid offense, you know, led by Carr, but that defense is kind of what holds them back. I would say the Raiders, at least on paper, in my head, I'm giving a, a solid improvement to. It didn't seem like they improved in they were they were dead last in the league, I, I believe, in just like yardage between the tackles, meaning your defensive tackles and your linebackers were not holding their water. Um they did sign obviously so obviously they got the big cornerbacks. Jonathan Abrams a stud in the state at safety level, signed Trayvon Morrig to be that other safety. 
Um, they made those big signings at linebacker a couple years ago with Littleton yep. and Kwiatkowski, who have been hurt. I don't think they've been able to perform that way. Then Yannick Ngakwe uh, was kind of one of the prized guys that was just getting passed around last year, seemingly. And then, I mean, Cleveland Farrell seems like a disappointment ever since he got drafted way yeah. too high. That was another a Grudenism. I don't know if I'd say he's been a failure, but like just almost out of position. You know what I mean? Like, and he yeah. kind of plays like a clean it up position too, to where it's like, yeah, he's not, yeah, not the big sack numbers, but like run stuffing, a little bit of pass rush, you know. But like, he's a guy that's not going to have numbers, but he's out of position too. He I don't think a, he's that bad of a pick. I don't, I don't necessarily either. Fourth, fourth overall was a little bit of a stretch. Plus, he was yeah. a three, four edge at Clemson and he even dropped back a little more often than edges do, but here he's, he's playing four, three left end. And that's yeah. like, that's a big power position. Even in Gakwe yeah. is a little bit of a smaller guy, but he's able to hold his water and then Farrell, I just, he just never able to translate. You could kick that guy into D tackle and honestly probably get more out of him there. Like he's, he's out of position. It's just a weird situation that they got him in there. Yep. You know what? Sorry, one thing I'm going to add in that I missed as well um, was them trading Rodney Hudson. Missed that one. That's a big loss on the offensive line. Uh, they traded him to the Cardinals. Trent Brown wasn't as much just because he didn't really perform too well out in Oakland or Las Vegas, I should say. You know, he's big time at New England. And now he's going back there, but he wasn't. Um, he didn't produce as as well in Las Vegas. One other. Uh, note that I missed as well was um, John Brown when, you know, he was signed by the Raiders, he, you know, he, he can play well, not going to be obviously a number one, maybe even a number two guy, but he's going to be a downfield threat. If he can stay healthy is the biggest thing for him too. He's going to be like literally the backup to rugs. You know what I mean? Unless you try to get more of like a underneath game going with rugs too, you know, like screen game, but I don't know. It kind of feels, I, I guess as a Philly fan, like, you can never have too much speed because, like, when Jackson used to go out for us, we were always just dead then. We never had a deep ball. So, I mean, I get it. But at the same point in time, like, John Brown's good enough to be on the field for a lot of teams. So, I mean, to have him there with rugs. It's just another piece. It's just another piece of the puzzle. You know, it gives, it gives Scar right. another weapon. You know, he's not going to blow any team up or, you know. You, you also left out. But... They lost Nelly. Nelly went to uh, New England. Their second Nelly. leading receiver last year. Nelson Aguilar. Nelson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Se- yeah second leading yeah, receiver yeah. last year. Seth, you're rusty. It's been, it's been two weeks. You know, we get it. It's okay. He's combing through a lot you've of been, players and a lot of names. You've been gallivanting around the country for the last two weeks. We get I it. Have you know? it's, yeah. <laughs> Outliving his life, Owen. We, we're just here to – we're just you know, here I, I did. I just, I just got back from Milwaukee this weekend, too, so – Look at you. Just a big, big businessman out there just doing stuff. Seth. Look at you. Got to watch a Probably big yeah. win against the uh, last place Diamondbacks. Hey, was... it was exciting. It was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, like, yeah, I mean, Hudson's a big loss. So it seems like they got their tackles screwed uh, up. It's the inside of the, the line that's well, the question marks. <laughs> depending on where Leatherwood even ends up on the line. You know what I mean? I would, yeah, I would assume they – I mean, they even said right away, too, that uh, it was either Gruden or Mayock, and they're like, you can say that it was a stretch, but Leather, we saw Leatherwood as our right tackle of the future. And we had got to pick you. him. We had to pick him where we did. So, in that sense – and then you got Waller, who's 
a top three tight end in the league. So yeah, like, and they still I was gonna say they still got Renfro, who's like a really good slot guy, you know, like a true slot receiver. I mean, nothing to really bat your eyes at. And then they got Booker, who's a decent, you know, decent option on the backfield. I mean, there's guys. And the one thing is, oh, and you you kind of mentioned Corey Littleton briefly there. He's not like a big tackles number guy because Corey Littleton's kind of like a a utility player. Like the Rams even used him like that too because he's a linebacker. That dude's fast. Like he's basically a 220 pound linebacker that they kind of he they use him as like a stinger. They use him as like a linebacker. They use him as like a safety. That guy covers receivers. Like Littleton's kind of a jack of all trades, but master right. none. So he's another one like that Farrell, where it's like you're not going to see the numbers, but they are they are really doing their jobs. You know. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, they they do more to improve their team than the Broncos did. Are you asking oh, or telling? I'm asking. Sorry, that was a the, question. The, question the, out to you guys. Both teams that's pretty, really that's pretty close. Really went heavy into the starting cornerbacks. They both really addressed that need, probably equally in my mind, but. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Ngakwe is an impact player. Uh, other than that, I'd still give it to the Broncos, I think. You think so? I'm th- I, think so. I think I'm actually leaning Raiders. Um, I'm kind of tying the last two years together to where I think I'm happier with what the Broncos did last year, but I think I'm happier with what the Raiders did as a whole, if that makes sense. Um, and the Raiders got a lot of, like, not well-known, like Max Crosby. That's a hell of a player, you know? Jonathan Abram, we kind of just kind of went over right over his name. Like, these guys don't get the recognition like some of these Broncos players do, but these guys are hell of good players. And honestly, like, we all know it, the NFL is all off your quarterback, and Derek Carr is the better quarterback. Like, I, I would bet on the Raiders and their acquisitions. Like, still got Josh Jacobs. I mean, that's a better – right from, like, quarterback's better, the running back's better. I would probably bet on the – the secondary and the pass rush combined, I'd probably go with Raiders defense overall. I mean, because Denver's secondary is what they're so deep with, but, and that's God, it's, it's so weird. Cause like Justin Simmons just started to get some recognition too, you know, but I don't know. I think I lean Raiders there over those two. All right. All right. Let's jump to the chargers then. Uh, chargers, um, you know, some of the big moves. Where that they they have. They're in LA. Hey, good one. Where are they located? There, there we go. I just wanted to make sure. You know, somewhere San Diego. You said Oakland Raiders earlier, so I just wanted to double check. Hey, you know, teams are moving on around all the time. I don't, I can't keep track anymore. Right? They're moving wherever they want. Green Bay will be gone soon if they hadn't known. Constantly. Um. All right. So the Chargers, Oof. L.A. L.A.C. Um. Some of the big moves they had. Obviously, they had probably one of the best drafts in. Uh, this year, as we talked about, you know, in the past, uh, they get Rashawn Slater, who was one of my favorite picks, one of yours, well, all of ours, really. They got Asante Samuel in the second round. They also got um, Tennessee wide receiver Josh Palmer, who was kind of a good late round pick as well, uh, just to add to that to that wide receiving core. And then mention that, jump on top of that, Jared Cook. They signed as a tight end. Old man Jared Cook still going out there, moving around somehow. And then probably the biggest signing in the offseason, one of the biggest, breaks our hearts, Packers fans here, Owen. Uh, Corey Lindsley goes to the Chargers, obviously, gets the biggest 
um, Senate contract, NFL history, things like that, teaming up with Bulaga. Um, so they made a lot of improvements for that team all around defense, offense. Really the only notable losses, Casey Hayward, as we mentioned, who went to the Raiders. And then um, on the offensive line, Trey Turner, um, who was a guard for them for the last few years, uh, they let him go as well this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think uh, – Melvin I'm, Ingram. They also – Melvin Ingram's sitting out there as a free agent too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's – I mean, technically lost. I think there's yep. discussion of him potentially coming back, but nothing official there yet. So, uh, he's kind of a wait and see yep. thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean – I'm just going to come out and say it now. It, to me, this is the most improved team this offseason, at least in this division, for sure. With the draft, with the with the signings on both sides of the ball, uh, with the drafting of, you know, obviously a top corner, one of the best offensive linemen. I mean, really made additions. And then you think you're going to only see improvement from uh, Herbert as well. What do we think about the Chargers? Yeah, you two quarterbacks is – Year two quarterback, that's usually their bigger year. You know, that's usually where they go off. Um, the Chargers, I mean, honestly, if not for Kansas City, the Chargers are probably one of the best, you know, top-built, like, teams in their division because they're, they're like, very good all the way across the board. Herbert's got the potential to be a top-five quarterback. Eckler's a hell of a utility back. Like, he can do a little bit of everything. Um, Keenan Allen's probably the best route runner in the game. Mike Williams is a, you know, high point deep ball specialist. Uh, you got Bosa, you got Kenneth Murray. I mean, you got guys. And then, I mean, you got Derwin, Je Derwin James, who didn't even play last year, who might be the best defender in the league. Like this team's actually stacked, like top yeah. to bottom offense, defense, everything. And then they go add Slater and Asante Samuels, like you said, like they are very, very just deep everywhere across the board. Um, yep. But the thing about it is they got to play Pat Mahomes twice a year. So. It is what it is. It's kind of where, I mean, this whole division is looking up to the, the Chiefs, and it's almost like, I don't want to say a race for number two, but none of these teams improved it. To me, none of these teams improved enough, which we'll get to that in a minute, to, you know, I think make a legitimate threat. I think the Chargers have the best chance at that, just because of, like, a lot of things you just said, uh, Jeremy. They're, they're a complete team. I mean, I think a lot rides on how Herbert progresses in year two and how their new head coach, I guess that's something I forgot I was, to mention as well. I they was got just a new head coach that. in there. Uh, what, what's his name? Brandon uh, Staley. Staley. Uh, yep. Yeah. Guy from, from the Rams. So uh, yep. we'll see, we'll see how that, uh, how that changes that team. I was going to say yep. that might be the biggest off season addition for them, honestly. Go ahead, Owen. Oh, I mean, it, it's pretty simple here. Herbert going in the second year, he's going to dominate. I mean, stay healthy, everybody. Keenan Allen's obviously a G, so it'll be an easy uh, start to the season for them. Rashawn Slater looks like he's the type of guy that's going to come on quick, just with the tools he has. Even though, I mean, he did have a year off, so I guess that's something to be said there. But And then just the return of a healthy Bosa and Derwin James at the same time. Anchoring that defense across the board, the names don't seem uh, there. There doesn't seem as many names as the Raiders and Broncos seem to add again, all on paper, but the Raiders Broncos do not have Joey Bosa. They do not have Derwin James, two of the bright young defensive players in the league right now when they're on the field. Hey, so, maybe, maybe they'll make an appearance a little later, huh? 
I Should. hope they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. So that's the Chargers. Um, let's jump into last but not least the Chiefs, of course, who were the the division winners in the Super Bowl, lost to the lost to the Bucks. So they're your AFC uh, champs too. So um, couple of uh, they made a lot of moves this off season. You know, we just talked about the moves the Broncos made, the Raiders made, things like that. Chiefs are among them as well. Uh, I'll go over the draft first here. Um, a smaller draft just because they did trade some some picks and things like that, but still not a bad draft in my opinion. They got Nick Bolton, uh, linebacker out of Missouri, and uh, the other big one, Creed Humphrey, um, center out of – I always, always mix these Oklahoma. guys up. Oklahoma, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Oklahoma guy. Um, I always get those three centers mixed up. Um, but yeah, so I think, um, the biggest things they did was address the offensive line issues, obviously cut a couple big guys, brought in some, um, they cut Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz, their two starting tackles from last year. That was huge when that came out before they made these other moves, but then they went and got Orlando Brown best left a long the game from, uh, Baltimore as he wants to be called anyways. Um, they also get, like you said, Jeremy Kyle Long coming out of retirement. And then Joe Thune, big guy they signed from New England, New England. who's going to probably play center or guard. I guess it kind of remains to be seen. But they really revamped that um, offensive line. You know, yeah. I was going to say that, honestly, what they did with the line might be the biggest offseason like, acquisitions of this entire division. Yeah. Oh, I mean – I think in the NFL almost, period. Like of what, what they did to to change. I mean, that's why they lost the Super Bowl is because Mahomes didn't have any time throughout the whole game, and he's running around making these crazy one-armed, one-legged, sidearm, whatever it was, throws. Right. As I mean, much as we thought that the defense was going to be the problem in that game, it, wasn't, it was an afterthought. Like there was – there was no way, even if they didn't play well, there was nobody looked at that game and said, defense is the reason you lost. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And they went and addressed it. They addressed the issue that 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 they had. I mean, hopefully we'll see if the defense makes any improvements. The only and really make a lot of changes to that defense other than Nick Bolton. They brought in Mike Hughes. Um, I don't really see him as much of an improvement. They just lost Rashad Breland, who I believe something we didn't mention, but I believe he was signed by just today, yesterday. I can't remember now, but I did see he was signed by somebody. So they the lost Vikings, Breland. I think. Is it the Vikings? I think so. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, so they lost him as well. So question marks on the defense still, but hopefully they're um, they're hoping that offensive line is rest assured. But otherwise, this team hasn't changed. They're going to be a top team throughout the whole season, I'm sure. With just that deadly offense yeah for real i mean they, yeah I and mean, they got fast guys all over the field <laughs> You're not they got weapons them. everywhere we all know that yeah. Yeah. i even have i'm looking at their depth chart right now and it looks like they got orlando brown left tackle thuny blight austin blight at center uh returning laurent Duvernay tardif mr dr covid himself coming back from C- canadia land uh and they have mike canadia land Mike Remmer slotted in at right tackle still, which means Kyle Long, Creed Humphrey, big ac- acquisitions, not necessarily expected to start day one. I, I'm surprised. That, that line goes. I'm surprised Creed Humphrey not starting at center. 
I, I could see Kyle Long just because he is coming out of retirement. So you yeah. got to see what he has left in the tank, what he can still do. But yeah, Creed Humphrey, their big, you know, draft pick, not starting. I mean, we'll see, you know, how obviously how it plays out in the end, if he actually starts week one or not. But I mean, from yeah, that, that offensive line, totally different from last year. From listening to Chris Long on the Green Light Pod, I think Kyle Long's a day one starter. Like, I assume that's probably just not updated because I don't think he would have signed unless he knew he was coming in. And from everything that they've heard and just kind of like creeping on the guy on social media, he looks like he's ready to come back and be like at his top, his peak form. Cause it sounded like a lot of his, sounds like a lot of his issues um, when he was on the bears was a lot of health stuff. Um, just a little bit of injury bug all the time. Um, so that would be, I mean, getting some time off, getting your body right. I assume he's going to have a big year. I, KC scares me this year because it's like it seems like a, a whole storm of stuff all coming together really quickly and like all looks good um, with a team that's as dangerous as can be. Um, and then I mean just just recently, I mean I just and I'm running into it right now. Sherman is somebody that's Richard Sherman's somebody that's been being tied to them repeatedly. So it'll be interesting to see because their defense is kind of their weakness, like you said. That's what everybody's worry was. Um, they've piled on some sort of makeshift offensive line. We'll see what happens there. And then as far as the defense goes, it's kind of always been the honey badger and uh, Jones up front. So yep. if they could add a piece or two, that'd make a big difference. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. All right. Um, I think we're probably all in agreement on this one, but one thing I wanted to, to touch on as well was um, your most improved team over the off season. I assume, like I mentioned before, mine's the chargers. Assume your guys' is, is the same. Or could it be the Chiefs, I guess, maybe? The Chiefs, I think, are right up there, honestly, because that offensive line stuff. Like, that's big to me. That, it really yeah, is. In my eyes, it's big. I've, I've read, you know, for a long time that you really, uh, you really need three pretty good offensive linemen to anchor the line. So they might have went a little overkill just to make sure they had a good one. So, it, but I just see all those names and all the effort they put into making sure that was tied up. Like for the Chiefs specifically, that makes the world a difference for sure. You're right. So, You're right. So, but in all encompassing, I, I guess I would I would agree with your point on the Chargers. I guess I, I to me I put a lot of stock into what they did in the draft, and you know maybe me being a little biased, and I I said that their draft was one of the best in this year. Sean Slater, like I said, Sante Samuel. I just think those are, I mean, and they're rookies, so I'm putting a lot of stock into that. We'll see how they actually play out. But I just think they made a lot of improvements. But the Chiefs alone, I guess, like as a group, as a unit, as a position, I mean, definitely made the biggest improvements. I All think right. um, I just, just to tie up the Broncos and the Raiders, those, they made a lot of moves and a lot of seemingly like these are some good players that they're taking chances on. But it's more out of a fault of like, wow, our rosters are devoid of talent. So we're just like throwing stuff out. Kind of like we'll talk about the Patriots in, a, in, a, in the coming weeks. But it was that it was it wasn't quite to that level, but it was definitely like we need rebuilding. We need we need uh, to take chances. Obviously, the guys we have aren't just we're not worth throwing in there week one because we know yeah. what we have. So, yep. so hopefully it works out for them. And if it does, I think ceiling is a little bit higher that can make them from bad teams into 
you know, maybe not playoff, but right around that edge. So yeah, we'll see. No. Yep. All right, let's jump into um, division predictions. Winners. Uh, I assume we're all going to pick the same team, but I just I'm going to throw out last year's records, just for you know purpose sake here. Uh, Broncos were at the bottom. They were five and eleven. Chargers were seven and nine. Raiders eight and eight. And the Chiefs were 14 and two. So those were the records last year. I assume we're all going to pick the Chiefs as the repeating division winners here. My guess. You know, if, if, uh, if, if LA comes back super healthy, they could give them a run for their money. Um, I truly think the Chargers, depending on health throughout the year, the Chargers are a better roster. They just don't have Pat Mahomes. So if Herbert comes out and he's just crazy good, he's like Mahomes level good. Chargers could easily take this this division. Their roster is better. They got a better offensive line. They got a better defense. They got, I mean, realistically, probably more weapons, just not as much high end weapons. It's all going to be dependent on Herbert and the coach. But uh, the X factor there is Andy Reid and Mahomes. Like KC is a safe one, but I think I think the char I think the Chargers are like sure as shit number two, if not like a one B to me. They're that good. All right, really? Okay, 1B almost, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I hope they do. I don't necessarily agree, but I think they could, and I hope, and I'm rooting for them. They're my AFC uh, team to root for. They're your so AFC just, crush. They are, big time. Herbert, Herbert's got his hair back. He's a hottie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all in. I don't know so much about having the crush on Herbert, just, oh, okay. just him himself. But no, I'm all in on the Chargers. Like, I, it's one team that, up until when they got Herbert, I was big on like Keenan Allen and Derwin James is one of my favorite players to watch. And it's just like, there's such a damn good team there now with Herbert. And it's like a star level quarterback coming up. Yeah, dude, lock me in. I want to see. I want to see the Chargers doing things. All right, so there's one and two. I guess who's sit, who's sitting at the bottom then? Raiders, Broncos. Is it the Broncos again? I'll just, I'm going to rip through this myself. I'm going to be different. I'm going to go Chargers one, Kansas City two, and then I'm going to go Raiders Broncos. So, so, so just, just, uh, just to make this clear, your official prediction right now on this podcast is Chargers division winners. Hell yeah. I'm going to do it just to be different. All right. Here, you know what? All right. Just pause timeout real quick. Do we want to turn <laughs> this into something, Owen? Do we want to throw a little line is right on this? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Should, okay, so let me throw some stipulations. Are we just betting on the winner, or are we betting on who gets the right placement, like the most of the right placement for, like, one through four? I think we should do, like, placement. Who gets the most right in placement? We could do that. I mean, I'll, I'll keep track each week. I mean, I'll, I'll keep track of who, who makes predictions for winners. Okay. So, so this is what I'll do then. Give me, give me one second. Jeremy, you're going to have to repeat that. If, if that's how we want to do it. Owen, what do you think? I think I'm okay with it. All right. So Jeremy says Chargers. Chargers. Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Las Vegas Raiders. Denver Broncos are going to be the steaming pile of crap at the bottom of this division. All right. Owen, you go next then. And I will take the more obvious Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Owen, I really thought we had something there for a second, but uh, you disappoint me greatly. I mean, it's the Chiefs, you know? I get it, but the, the one 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 miscue on that offensive line 
in like three to five weeks of Kelsey and uh, Tyreek Hill being out, that could be significant. Good. It could. Uh, Owen, I'm going to copycat yours as well. I think it's the pretty obvious choice. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I think to me, or Jeremy, I think it's more of a 2A, 2B. I think the Raiders can really be up there if that defense can play a little bit better. Josh Jacobs can stay healthy. Derek Carr maybe can elevate his game a little bit. I think they're going to be right up there. I mean, they were number two last year, eight and eight, just above the Chargers, who were seven and nine. So we'll see. I think it'll be competitive, though. I think the Chiefs are going to run. I don't think the Chiefs are going to run away with it like they did last year, 14 and two, but I do see them winning again. So, all right. So there's our official predictions. We'll work out the details later, but keep track of it week to week. So, just right. uh, the last little bit I was going to throw in there is like, this division really depends on uh, Herbert's growth. Like it really does, you know? Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, especially for the chargers, if he, like you mentioned, if he explodes like Mahomes does or not even to Mahomes degree, but it takes another jump. I mean, they're going to be a double digit win team. Easy. Yeah. Just the next step could easily put them, you know, 11, 12 wins easy. Yep. All right, let's move on to our final segment for this division breakdown is our top five AMB players within the division. So I assume we each have our own list that we'll run through relatively, you know, quickly here. Um, who wants to go first? We're doing our own individual list? Correct. We'll do our own because it's going to be hard. I mean, we could snake it, but I, I think it'll be a little tougher that way might be – I think it would be more entertaining, more interesting. We each have our own because then I guess we can really see who we think is top top five in, within the division. Top I'm five players. He says oh. he's cool with it, so he wants to go. All right. I'm not, I'm not prepared to go number one because I haven't actually broken it down. I've just got one guy in there, but I'm good with that. I was prepared for a snake. Oh, being okay, completely okay. Honest. Well, I mean, I, I'm good with either way. I, I – doesn't bother me. I have my list ready. I think maybe that's tough. I think you're you're the you're the guy then. All right. Oh, I guess I'll I'll lead it off then. Um. Okay. So I really tried to not put so many Chiefs players in here, but I'll admit they they kind of took over a little bit. Um. Number one, obviously Pat Mahomes. Not even. I don't think that's a question. Probably the best player in the league. Um. But but yeah. Pat Mahomes, there's not really a lot to say other than, like I just said, he's the best player in the league probably. MVP a couple of years ago now, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, things like that. It just He's doing crazy things out there. I mean, not much more needs to be said. So he's one. Um, two, to me, this is where it gets tough. It's like two through two through six almost. Um, I, I'm, going, I'm going Travis Kelsey here. As well, I'm going to go Chiefs one and two. Really, I really tried to to equal this ranking out, but it was just too hard. Um, so I'm going Travis Kelsey two, just because at the tight end position, how much he dominates is just it's insane to me, and how long he's been doing it now. Um, I mean, he's the best tight end in the league. You could say what you want about George Kittle, but to me, it's Travis Kelsey. So I mean, yeah, I mean, he's been brother of uh the better of the two kelseys in my opinion sorry jeremy um whoa the I, better of the two 
I'm, I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. I mean, he's doing things tight ends. I mean, other than maybe Tony Gonzalez, he's doing things tight ends don't do. But hey, it's my. I'm just Whoa. not saying it's. I'm not saying it's not close. It's you know, you know, you just. This pod, some- this pod didn't have to take this turn, Seth. Like you didn't have to just shoot a shot at me right there. Jason Kelsey, that's an all-time eagle, my my man. Like I, I'm not Travis saying that Kelsey, he's... Travis Kelsey might not even be the best all-time tight ends on the Chiefs. You know what I mean? No, you're right. He he's probably number two, but he would be number one probably on just about any other roster, though. Well, Jason Kelsey is the best center ever in Philadelphia. Yeah, but but I don't think Philly has a Tony Gonzalez at center either, do they? Get the hell out of here. Keep going. All right, I'm hurt. We got Ertz. We got Ertz, who is just as good as him up until like a year ago. Well, okay. Uh, number three, <laughs> number three, I'm going to go Derwin James. Um, obviously had the injuries last year, but, I mean, what he was doing before that was just, I mean, the Swiss Army nice, as everybody calls him. Um, I mean, he was doing it in his rookie year, just was so wild. He's going to be this next great safety Tyron Matthew kind of player like that Ed Reed almost kind of thing um got hurt last year didn't play too much so hopefully he bounces back but I'm just going off of how well he played in 2018 so uh Derwin James number three for me I'm banking on him um jumping up as a youth guy uh so I went Casey Casey LA and I'm gonna go another LA guy as well Joey Bosa here as well um Joey Bosa debated on at four. I um, honestly debated keeping him off this list initially, but then went back through, looked at some of his numbers and things like that, thought about it and just how dominant he was at the beginning of his career. Um, Was hurt a little bit last year, so didn't quite put up the big numbers, but when he's healthy, he's one of the best defensive linemen, pass rushers in the league, along with his brother. So, to me, the better of the two Bosa's. Hopefully that doesn't hurt your feelings, Jeremy. Um, so, yeah, Joy Bosa, number four for me. Uh, 5A, I'm going to go Tyree Kill. So he's the last of my KC boys. Tyree Kill on here. Um, one of the, To me, one of the best receivers in the game. I mean, say I guess say what you want. I mean, a smaller guy, but maybe he's – he gets all those numbers from being surrounded by Kelsey, um, you know, Mahomes, things like that. But just what he can do on the field is bar none to what other play. I mean, he's so fast. I just, I keep going back to him. I mean, he was on my fantasy team last year, so maybe a little bias there, but I go back to that Tampa Bay game last year in the regular season, not the Super Bowl, And just what he did in the first quarter and a half, the first half was just absolutely insane best best half of a receiver pretty much in history in my opinion um but yeah Tyreek Hill 5a 5b I wanted to get some other players on this team or on this list from the Raiders and the Broncos didn't get a Broncos player on here but I gotta get one Raiders player on here I assume you guys know who I'm talking about Darren Waller putting Darren Waller on this list Wow. Two tight ends. Darren Waller. Um, Crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, what he's done the last two years, put up some big numbers. As a tight end, 1,000-yard seasons the last two years. Had nine touchdowns last year. Made the Pro Bowl finally. He deserves it. 
I'm, I'm putting them on this list. I needed to get a Raider on here. I didn't want to have all Chargers and all Chiefs. I wanted to get a Raider or a Bronco. Couldn't find a Bronco. To, well, there's one. There's one, and you guys will probably have him on here. I won't. He'll be my honorable mention, I guess, but I have to throw Darren Waller on there. So yeah. that's my list. Mahomes, Kelsey, Derwin, Joey Bosa, Tyree Kill, and Darren Waller. Owen, you want to go next or should I go next? I think you should go. Seth, that was a good list. Um, it was a good list. See, this is this is why I wanted didn't want to do a snake draft because I feel like these lists are going to be very different from each other. Honestly, the way Owen looks is he's just ready to to tear. No, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm like, see, I, where I was torn with is as I was going through this, I kind of sat here and I'm like, damn, I don't have like an offensive lineman really to put on here that I felt like was good enough to make these lists. Um, and now that I look at it, mine's just kind of, I kind of feel bad. <laughs> I don't have Bose on it either. He's, he would follow really? my honorable mentions. Yeah. I, I, I like mine's kind of funny like that. So one is Pat Mahomes. There's really no other way to go about it in this division. Um, he's the best quarterback in the league bar none right now. You know, he's got youth on his side, the team on his side in the what the last two super bowls mvp recently guys the stud um number two is my two and three are flipped on yours this head seth i got derwin right. two a healthy derwin james i think is the best damn defender in the nfl um like by a significant margin i'm a huge derwin fan though um i just feel like if that guy comes back healthy that Chargers defense is going to be so different because um, he does everything. Um, you know, you were comparing him to a, cu- a couple different guys. Ed Reed is, I think, like Ed Reed, Sean Taylor is like the closest compared comparison because that guy runs around with like Sean Taylor's size and physical abilities, but he's a ball hawk. Oh yeah, in similar similar fashion to like Ed Reed, but he can come up and just blast guys. You know, that guy I have no doubt in my mind could probably play linebackers if they really needed him to. Um, so Derwin James is a lock at two for me, three, four, and five is where it really got funny for me. Cause I was locked in on five B. I'm like, my guy's going to go there. Um, and I didn't want to put too many chiefs on this, but it's so damn hard not to put too exactly. many chiefs on that's, this. That's how I felt yeah. too. It's like, you could probably do one through five, just Kansas city chiefs. If you really want well, the to. thing about it is that three headed monster in Kansas city has to fall on all these lists. It really does. You know? Um, so three, I'm going with the lesser Kelsey brother, um, Travis, who is like you said, Seth, the thing about Travis Kelsey is he's so different at tight end. Cause he's like, he's like a big bodied slot receiver is what he really is. It kind of reminds me of like what the Jordan Matthews role was in Philly a couple years ago where he, he's like an inline receiver, but he, it's not that he's so fast. It's not that his routes are so fine but it's the mixture of everything that makes him so dangerous. He's got soft hands. He's got pretty damn crisp routes for that big of a guy. He moves well. And I mean, he doesn't put anything on the ground. He's not the greatest blocker. That's where he would fall down to like a Kittle or a Gronk in his prime, but it's just the whole package as a receiver, the dude, he's almost uncoverable. And it was like, there was a couple of times last year where I was watching KC games and like Mahomes gets himself in trouble running around in the backfield with their shitty offensive line. And he'll just like huck the ball up to Kelsey and he'll high point it and take it down over anybody. You know, the only guys that I can like really think of in the NFL that can cover that, like the only guy is like Derwin James. Like that's the one guy I put on there. 
And that's why I put him above that. So that brings me to four, which also brings me to my only Bronco on this list. Um, Justin Simmons, who honestly is just now starting to get his recognition. Uh, he had 77 tackles last year, zero sacks and five interceptions. Um, he's honestly like, what's crazy is Von Miller used to get all the recognition up until recently. Justin Miller, Justin Simmons is what makes that defense turn anymore. And like Owen said earlier in the pod, like the Denver secondary is what's been so great about their defense these past few years. And the key cog to that is Simmons. Like that guy, he's, he's a lesser Derwin to me. Like he's got similar skill, a similar skill set, but he's just not as physically gifted as Derwin to where Simmons is probably running around at like a little over 200 pounds, maybe 210. And like, he's just not the physical specimen that Derwin is, but he's talented as all hell. Like that guy's got an eye for the ball and making plays. And this is where it gets kind of funny for me because 5A and 5B are like – so 5A, other than Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill is probably the best receiver in the NFL to me. Um, he, everybody kind of pigeonholes him into this thing of like he's just a short, fast guy. But that guy runs basically all the routes in the route tree. It's not like he's known for drops. It's not like he's known for constantly being put in motions. It's not like he's known for just being this, this gadget guy. He's literally like the one small dude that's built like a running back that's actually panned out and turned into like a thousand yard on repetitive year receiver. Cause I mean, you can, everybody can look at this. Like Henry Ruggs was drafted specifically because of this. The dolphins just took um, the other Bama guy just because of Hill. Jakeem Grant, who's in Miami is the guy just because of Tyreek Hill. Like every couple of years, every team runs some small dude that's super fast through like this because of a guy like Tyree kill. Everybody's after that guy. And Tyree kills like the only one that's really panned out. I mean, Deshaun Jackson was a small guy that was really good like that for Philly for years, but in a very different spot, like Deshaun Jackson was just about the deep ball. You know what I mean? Like other than that, you can't really sit here and go, Oh, this is this little fast receiver. That's actually a thousand yard guy. It's basically been Tyree kill. And then that brings me right to the end. And man, did I want to put a Raider here? I really, really did. And there was two of them that I debated about, but I got to go with my guy. 5B is Justin Herbert because at the end of the year, he might be one or two. Like if I'm being completely honest, he could have the highest rise on this. He's going to be number one by the end of the year. Could be. He could be. I'm not saying for sure, but he could be. I don't think he really could be. I I do. I do. Seth, I didn't want to, and I might be name dropping here. I didn't want to go Waller. I wanted to go Jonathan Abrams there. Really? Um, Abrams? Yeah. I, yeah, he had a big, yeah, he had a big – like, Waller was kind of the easy pick. I was trying to be a little different at the end there. Right. I wanted to go Jonathan Abrams just because I thought, like, Owen would kind of mention that as well with, like, the Raiders secondary. Abrams did a lot of different things. Like, there's a lot of good safety play in the AFC West, honestly. Yeah, I get what oh, you're yeah. saying. And yeah. then, you know who I, – I, I actually – I missed the safety. But, anyways, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you're, you're really putting a lot of stock into Herbert. I, I debated him as well, but it was one year, so I was like, eh, give him another year, and then maybe, maybe he could be on this list. But, I mean, maybe. Maybe so, next like, year he'll, he will be two. I don't think he'll be one. And if I wouldn't maybe. have gone with Herbert, if I wouldn't have gone with Herbert, I was going to go with Jonathan Abrams, which is really just a one-year guy so far because he didn't play at all in his rookie year. Yeah, because he was hurt. Yeah, so right. I mean, I, I'm you got to shoot with these young guys every now and then. Like Derwin James is one year; he got hurt his sophomore year. You know. Yeah. 
All right. All right, Owen. Yeah, this is going to be terrible with all the names that, you know, none of us have mentioned. Yeah. The honorable the, mention list is going to be deep. Unbelievable. Okay. So, Patrick Mahomes. Anyway, number two. <laughs> I'm going to go Joey Bosa. Ooh, I think number two. I think I like he that. is the second. He's, he's top two pass rushers in the league, along with Miles Garrett. That's to me, from what I've seen from the stats, Bosa is a freaking animal. Uh, dude, just the mob boss story is Grandpa is an actual like mob, mafia boss. Listening to the Bosa boys talk, like they are total, like they feel like Italian surfers. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. They it's a good combination. Just talk about, yeah. They got the new, <laughs> the new York gangster with some California surfer, and they all yeah. grew up in Ohio. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's they got something crazy going on in, in that family. But I think Joey, yeah, I've just, he's, when he's on the field, he's controlling the game. Everyone knows where Joey Bosa is at all times, mainly because he's in the backfield. <laughs> He's yeah. right there for you. Make him, make him plays. Dude's all over. Uh, that one was a really easy one for me to put at two. Uh, the rest, it gets tough. I'm going to go Travis Kelsey just because he's he's the best big receiver in the league. He's barely a tight end. He's just really good big receiver and always there for the best quarterback in the league. And this, the things that they can do is magic, really. Like – We'll get the Tyreek Hill, and he makes it easy in the sense that he's so fast that it's like, okay, there's Tyreek. I'm going to loft it up to him. But the things that Mahomes and Kelsey do, like on an improv level, is some insane magic act shit going on. Um, so good thing with the line, and that can all continue, and hopefully we have a Super Bowl where the Chiefs are able to complete the game without looking like trash. Um, number four, <clears throat> Chris Jones. Big mf -er, the bane of Tom Brady's existence, except for when he's losing. Uh, big Chris Jones, number 95, also just one of the best defensive this linemen is, uh, in the league. Four for you? There's number four. Number okay. four. Oh, and big I want to pause you real quick. Yeah. I, I knew coming into my list, like I knew Seth's list was going to have a lot of skill positions on it. Um, I knew mine was going to have a lot of secondary play. <laughs> And I knew you were going to have a lot of offensive defensive line. And that's why I was confident, like, by not putting Bosa. Because, like, Owen's going to have this dude, like, top three for yeah. sure for some yeah. reason. I'm all big uglies. Give them all to me. I almost wanted to put an offensive lineman, and I couldn't fit him in. Just because the talent level of all the other positions in the division are really that high. I was looking at it at first, and I was like, you know what? With the existence of the Broncos and the Raiders in this division, it kind of, like, brings the top-level talent down. And it does but they both got guys to offer in this conversation along with the chargers and the chiefs who have multiple top five guys in the league at their positions, which is just absolutely insane uh, when you pull it all together. So number five, I'm going to go Tyree kill with the undeniable speed playmaking. Um, Jeremy mentioned the Miami guy that they just drafted to copy him. That was Jalen Waddle. That was absolutely what I mentioned, right? First time I seen Jalen Waddle play, I was like, he molded himself after Tyree Kill. He's going to make a lot of money in the league because people want a Tyree Kill guy. Um, so he kind of changed the league in that respect, or the Chiefs did in general, but Tyree Kill as a archetype for receivers going forward. Um, and then number six, could have went one of seven ways here, 
That's the I hard part. Yep. I scoffed at Seth for not picking Justin Simmons in his top six because I'm a big fan. Um, Love Simmons. More on a, to me, more on an underrated level, especially when you consider the top level traits that Derwin James possesses. He's just a better safety, or not? Maybe not a better safety. He's just a better player. He's, he's a just, better defense. He's so physically player. gifted, you know. And he uses it well, almost to a fault, because kind of he gets, got injured. Now, yeah. hopefully, he figures it out. Because if he does, like Jeremy said, he's a top three player in the division. Now, I almost wanted to bump him off just because of the injuries, and he's only had the one good year. Uh, especially with these other guys who have been doing it for a couple of years now and very consistent top level. So it's really unfortunate to leave him off or leave the other guys off. But Derwin is just like, if he's playing, he's the best. Like that's just how it goes for him. Yeah. Uh, at this point. So that's your, that's your top five B. Do you have four chiefs on there? There's at least six other names. Yeah, I do actually. I didn't want to. I didn't want I like to. That. There's at least six other names. I like that. Yeah. I mean, no, you're is. you're right. I mean, you could. I I debated Corey Lindsley throwing him in there immediately. None of us named off Tyron Matthew. Like that's what killed me. Is like none of us named him. And I thought to myself, if I don't name him, I don't think he'd get named. He's and that's probably, another guy. He's probably the yeah. third safety that you'd pick. You know. Honestly, like that's the thing too. Is he easily could have been the first safety. Could have. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, with with only six spots, I mean this is my this is my list of honorable mentions right here. Yeah, oh it's yeah, it's loaded. Yeah, it's loaded. Because here's the deal: is like not that Von Miller des- deserves to be on this list anymore, but he he's a, a deserving honorable honorable mention. You know what I mean? Like just because of what he's done. Yeah, I I, right. I get that. Derek Carr is a hell of a player. You know what I mean? If there was another quarterback other than Herbert, like. Herbert's a flash in the pan so far, but Carr. Carr's a high-level quarterback. Um, Keenan Allen's a great player. Mike Williams is a great player. Austin Eckler's a great player. Josh Jacobs is a great player, you know? And it's just like you could go on and on. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of skill position talent in the AFC West. And then there's a lot of secondary talent in the AFC West. But I think yeah. like as I look at this, the only really two deserving defensive like linemen is uh Chris Jones, like you said. And then, God, I just lost my train of thought. Um, I was going to say Max. Oh, and Bosa. Bosa. And then, like, yeah. the next guy would probably be, like, Max Crosby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Frank Clark. If, yep, Frank Clark. If Melvin Ingram stays in L.A., that's another yeah. guy. Melvin Ingram has always been a very, like, high-level player. Um, I tell you, it, it kind of hurt me uh, to leave off offensive linemen in total. Uh, I know. Because I think one deserves – but it's just like I would have put Joe Thune in there, but there's just all the other positions were just a little bit too overwhelming. And it kind of surprises me we didn't unanimously have Justin Herbert in there. But again, one year, like Jeremy that was, that was my thing. Two. One year. But yeah. If if there's an offensive lineman that I probably would have went with, it probably would have been Colton Miller, though. Or if like really? Rodney Hudson was yeah, he's probably the one guy where I'm like, he had a good year, he's he's I'm, moving up. No, I'm an idiot. Garrett Bowles was all pro left tackle last year. What am I? Garrett Bowles is another guy. And then um, if Rodney Hudson would have stayed division, that's another guy where I'm like, eh, he probably, yeah. yeah. H- Hudson for sure. I would have taken him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just that he's a center. You know what I mean? Not to like disregard centers, but it's just the other one. Centers is, uh, are like, people too, you know, Jeremy. 
kickers are people too. Another one is like Cortland Sutton. Like he was injured last year, but that guy's a hell of a player. You know, Jerry Judy's a guy that next year we can be like, wow, Jerry Judy's one of the best receivers in the league. You know, there's just, there's a lot of skill. There's a lot of potential points to be scored in this division. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. That's why I, agree. That's why I think this list will be fun as we go through each division. It'll be fun to see where players lie. The two, the two funnest divisions for sure for us is going to be the NFC North and the NFC East. Like that's just going to be very, very interesting because I know when I roll out, I'm just going to list off six Eagles. Like it's just how it is, you know. And then we'll six ha- we'll Vikings, Bears, and Lions. We'll have to yeah, put the, a, a limit. We'll it, have to put a limit. It'll be it'll be Devonte Adams and then just literally Khalil Mack. Like I can already think of it. Khalil Mack, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> there's not gonna be there's gonna be one packer that's it one packer on that list <laughs> i'll feel good about it too i'll feel good yeah about it. i'm sure you will i'm sure you will well by that time too i mean aaron Rodgers probably should have been two on my list for this one you know by that time you can't change it can't change it damn it Seth. because <laughs> it's not gonna matter it doesn't matter anyway because it ain't gonna change wait time out let me ask you this if Rodgers was a bronco where would he fall two Two, I think I would put him three, just because I like Derwin so much. I get him at two, but I just love me some Derwin. He'd be two or three for sure, though. But I love me some Derwin. Oh, you, yeah, the NF, reigning NFL MVP might be three on my list for the division best players. He, <laughs> keep 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 talking to me like that. He might be five C. Shoot. All right. What? Well, hey, nah, yeah. he he's a he's a good two. You, he's a good I two. You. I love me some Derwin though. All right. Um. All right. So that's our top five. We are going to jump to, what did I say? So we did AFC West this week, NFC West next week as well. We'll jump to uh, as we go down through these divisions. Um, But you know what, Owen, I think it's time. I think it's time that we brought Benson's Brain Busters back. A little trivia, a little Jeopardy style. I got a quick question. I got a quick question. Does next week's list start with a brand new player to the division? Guess we'll see. No, no. Shoot, I'm because I see. I just got to get this out, and then we can go to the brain busters. But I'm when it comes to these type of lists, I bring bias for sure. Okay, I bring some bias, right. and then also I go off potential, my guys. Like that's why I got Herbert on here, you know, and Derwin, because like I, I can't help but throw potential in there. So like, there's a guy named Marty. Matt that pl- there's a guy Marty. named Matt that plays football somewhere else, and I like him. I'm already thinking of the list right now. It's going to be insane. It's going to be yeah. insane. Uh, that one's going to, yeah, that one's really going to be, this is going to get worse by, by it week. Might be, it might be the <laughs> same six players, but in differing order. Is in my yeah, mind. yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Owen, I'm ready. I'm ready. What are you Give ready us for, the intro. Give us the intro, Benson. I'm what ready. For a little Jeopardy. I'm ready. For is Jeopardy. Today's contestants are a man who is muted because he's scared of the questions. Jeremy Shimko. Don't forget about his camping chair. And a man with a nice blue Yeti microphone sounds 
glorious, except for the fact that I can't stand his voice. Seth Abramson. You know, at one and point. And now you're a guest host. Shut up, Seth. I'm completing the introduction of myself, your host for today, with some great questions, might I add. Nine total. No more, no less. It's going to be a bloodbath, folks. Go ahead, you know, Seth. I was just going to say, at one point, you said you loved hearing my voice, but that's all right. Uh, it's usually at the beginning of the episode, and then by the by end, the end it, you're just I'm like ready to be done. I get. I'm it. ready to stump you instead. That's, I, that's hey, the idea now. I I'm I'm ready to not be stumped, and I'm ready for Jeremy to sit back in his broken camping chair that we're looking at. Everybody else can't see it, but now that he got up, I'm just entertained by the chair alone. So maybe I'll just go against the chair. That's all I care about. I think you should. Hey, I, I might have a better chance of winning this week. <laughs> this chair oh, has honestly never been used up until we moved into this place, right? And then just slowly, it's falling apart. <laughs> like, it's it's pretty ridiculous. This is probably one of the worst built chairs I've ever sat in in my life. And, uh, yeah, it just falls apart a little bit more every day. Hey, it still holds you. That's what matters. You know, yes, but finally I got a recliner. So uh, this thing's going to probably get thrown away. So Oh, shit. Well, in the meantime, why don't you try to uh, gain back some honor here and beat Seth in a hotly contested match of NFL trivia. I got eight questions, like I told Seth. Four for each of you. Eight? I thought you said nine. nine. Eight? Well, hold on. Sorry. Nine total. Eight. Oh, there's stipulations, huh? Well, kind of, sort of. So we got four for each of you with steel possibilities. Uh, Most of them will be one answers, and then we'll get to a little final Jeopardy uh, action at the end. You might hate it. You might love it. We'll see how it goes. And you know what? If you hate it, I certainly don't give a goddamn. Make that clear. All right. Now that we know, now that we know where things lie, I appreciate (laughs) you as well, Owen. Damn. You're welcome. Now we're on to number one. Who wants it? I was gonna go. Who won last week? I was about to say that. Who did? I think you did, Owen. Didn't you? Or (laughs) two weeks ago? Shoot. I think it was Owen, because it was you and Owen last time. It was me against Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Seth, you didn't compete last week. Anybody got a quarter on them? I nope. got a, Dur- a Duracell battery. Ready for it? Scratch that. Here's a quarter right here. Who's calling it? Somebody <laughs> I'll call take it. Tails. Jeremy called it. I got Tails. I got Tails. I don't know if you can see it. Tails is. I'll go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. He's gonna defer go. to the second half. These are going to be some quick hitters, uh, I think, if we're being honest here. Boom, boom. Let's go. I'm ready. Well, Mike Tyson, one-punch knockout. <clears throat> Six Don't get knocked jab. out. Stay away from that jab, okay? You know, you, know that Mike Tyson, you know that Mike Tyson quote? Everybody's got a plan until they get popped in the mouth. I'm about to pop you in the mouth. You ready? The kisser. Question number one, Mr. Jeremy. Number one. What... Is the number shared by cornerback Xavier Howard and running back Marlon Mack? What is the jersey number? 
say it again. What is the jersey number of Miami Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard and Indianapolis running back Marlon Mack? I think I know this. I think I got this. Seth, I think I do too. But like as I sit here, I think I know it with like three or four different numbers. <laughs> I feel like I can picture it in my head, but I'm like, shoot, but I can picture this too. Ah, damn. Is it 34? Final answer. No. Um, fuck. There it is, the first one. My bad. Um, Give you five seconds. Xavier Howard and Marlon Mack, right? Yep. Three. I'll stick with 34. 34, we'll go with it. Wrong answer. Let's move on to Seth. Come on. Got to give me the right one, or I'm gonna disown your family for life. Number of Miami Dolphins. Don't even know my family. Xavier <laughs> Howard and Marlon Mack. What number do they share? Okay, um, you know I was confident in myself, and then I. Um... All right. I got I got one number sticking out to me. Now I'm second guessing, but I'm just gonna go with it just because go with the gut. I'm gonna go 44. Incorrect. We are looking for the number 25. 25. All right. You know what? I was thinking, I'm like, is it 21 or 28? And I was like, okay, maybe it's 25, because that kind of blends those two numbers, but I didn't go with it. All right. <laughs> For some odd reason, I thought Xavier Howard was like a 30 or 40 for some reason. Um, you know, I was banking on the Marlon Mack thing. I was trying to remember who, what number he had is I what can, I was going with. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. The number, the jersey number, Seth, of wide receiver Will Fuller and quarterback Gardner Minshew. Will Fuller and Gardner Minshew Jr., the third? Is he Jr.? I don't know. It seems like he should be, um, just the way the hair looks. I believe – I'm fairly confident in this one. I'm going to go 15. 15 is the final answer? 15 is the final answer. 15 is the correct answer, Seth. Hey. You really dunked it all in Jeremy's face. I did. I appreciate that about you. As soon as you read that one off, I thought to myself, I'm like, this one feels easier because I know I know both of these ones. <laughs> Jeremy's got a chance. He is Gardner Minshew the second, by the way. Just looked it up. He is. Okay. Uh, Jeremy's got a chance to get back into this game here, folks, before he gets stomped out by the juggernaut that is Seth. Wow. More jersey numbers, like it or hate it. Pop you right in the mouth. Question number three. The jersey number shared by Carolina Panthers receiver Robbie Anderson and Tennessee Titans receiver A.J. Brown. 11. Give it you to feel me. confident in it. 100%. I know I'm right. Move on. <clears throat> Wrong answer. I'm just kidding. That's right. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> it's right. Uh, I, I was. That would have made my day, Owen. What it have? Yeah, what if I wish I could slam yeah. I mean, I have to wait until I actually play Jeremy in trivia before I can slam dunk it in his, in his face. Papa Jay in his face for the win. 
Um, God, it takes me back to the good old basketball days. But anyways. Yeah, that's right. Now, Seth, take your lead back. Last Jersey question. All right. The Jersey numbers shared by Cleveland Browns quarterback Denzel Ward. And uh, is he still – hold on just a second. <laughs> Denzel Ward and Arizona Cardinals cornerback Malcolm Butler. Sorry. I had to look it up because he was playing for the Titans. I almost said Titans. Yeah. Let me say it again. Okay. Jersey number shared by Cleveland Browns cornerback Denzel Ward and Arizona Cardinals cornerback Malcolm Butler. So I got two numbers in my head. They're pretty much flipped. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out if I'm dyslexic or not. Um, Probably. Hey, wouldn't surprise me. I'm going to go – I'm trying to bring back some memories. Maybe, maybe the. So it's not this scary, but I'm pretty confident I know this. Whoa. What wow. a shot. Well, now I'm just going to have to get it right. Um, I'm going to go 23. <clears throat> he says 23, Jeremy. Do you want to tell him if he's right or wrong? He's wrong. That's correct. You're wrong. <laughs> Jeremy, for the steal. Jersey number shared by Browns cornerback Denzel Ward and Cardinals cornerback Malcolm Butler. All right, Seth, you ready for this? It's one of two numbers. I'm positive it's one of these two, okay? Malcolm Butler wore 21 in New England, if I remember right. But I'm pretty sure Ward wears 24 in Cleveland. So I'm pretty sure they're both wearing number 24. Final answer. Final answer. Wrong. It's is it 21? 21. Oh. I knew it was one or the other. I just wasn't so sure on which one Malcolm Butler's been wore. Because you, you have that goal line interception burned into your brain, number 21, Butler. But does he actually wear 21? Because Patrick Peterson had it last year. Yeah, he, he took it over. Officially, okay. At least on the roster as it stands right now, he does have it. So we're no Seth. It's it's not always game played, game worn jerseys. It's but he it's did as wear of right it, now. He did wear it with the Patriots and the Titans, and just has the same number in Arizona. Because he, he just came to Arizona, right? Right. Doesn't change the fact that up. Denzel Ward wears twenty one. There you go. So all tied up, Magic right. one to one in the uh, actually the two easy ones you guys did get. I'm happy you guys got those. I had to make sure that I spread them out evenly. Yeah, that of course. Really mess someone up. Um, but all right. Especially the A.J. Brown one. We were all looking at, like, graphics of Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones all week. Yeah, all week. So, but here's the question mark. Does Julio Jones not get number 11? He's right supposed now? to be wearing eight. I guess I did see the graphic. I didn't know for sure. 11 2.0. There you go. Maybe he'll come up with a big zero. God, what if the NFL came up with a zero or a double zero? Double zero. I would love Take it. Take my day. Here we go. Back to Germany. Yeah, back to Germany. Back to me. Going away from Jersey numbers. You ready? Aaron Rodgers. Done. 
twice lost in the wild card round of the playoffs. Name the teams that beat him. Shoot. I'll repeat. Aaron Rodgers has twice lost in the wild card round of the playoffs. Is this a two-pointer? One point. Well, I'll defer to Seth. You're going to get a sim. Your point will be, or you have equal points. I'll, I, I, I'll say two. two. I'll say two. You get one point for each. In my opinion, that's like how I do it. This feels like a two-pointer. Aaron Rodgers. Yep, has, let's hear the question one more time. Has twice lost in the wild card round of the playoffs. Name the teams that beat him. I already know one. I got one for sure. I'm just trying right, to think I'm of the go, other one. I'm going to just go rapid fire. Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks. Final answer? Yes. You get one point. Yep. Arizona Cardinals, Cardinals right? in the in the great uh, Hail Mary double game. Right? That was a, no, is it? No, it was, it was 20, the very, it's first one. It's first 2009. 2009. Yeah, it was the big they, Ari- they lost to oh. Arizona in the division champion. Kurt, div- Kurt Warner. Not division. Yeah. Yep. Arizona. Arizona went on to play the Eagles in the NFC Championship and yep. got to the Super Bowl. That yeah. was the uh, that was the game that they missed the call on the face mask that lost the Packers the game. Anyways, now, not, Seth, not holding grudges on that one. But. Seth, are you willing to clean up the last team in this question? Um, so he said Seattle. That was a good pick. I have. I mean, yeah. This is your wheelhouse, shot. Seth. It this should is be, your wheelhouse. Right? Arizona, yeah. I had right away, like instant. I was like, yeah, Arizona's <laughs> one. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Wow, shouldn't be this tough. I'm trying to. I'm trying to go through the years of um lost losses. twice in the wild card round of the playoffs, once to Arizona, once to this other team. How much time do I got left? Ten None. seconds. Ten seconds. Okay, I'm gonna go. Seattle. I'm going to go Washington. I'm not confident, though. Final answer. Yeah. That really hurts you, Seth. The San Francisco 49ers. Colin oh. Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Shoot. I should have got that one. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Totally Maybe. forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we what was that, 2013, 2014? 12 or 13. I think yeah. it was their Super Bowl year. It was. It was Kaepernick's Super Super Bowl year. Yep. Regardless, forgot about the uh, Kaepernick years. Jeremy comes out of one point uh, on that one, so we're Jeremy's up by one. Two one. Two one. Six six question. Yep. That's all right. I can still take the lead with this. Here's your equal opportunity question. Take the lead. Tom Brady. (laughs) <laughs> is this lined up this way on purpose has twice lost in the wild card round of the playoffs name the teams that beat him okay I'm gonna go ooh, Titans one okay. two Titans one two I'm going to go 
we got one team in mind that I'm going to go with if I can't think of anything else. Man, how much time do I got left? Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Okay. Uh, give me five. I'm going to go Titans and Colts. Final answer? Yeah. One correct answer. Yeah. Tennessee Titans is correct. Two years ago, correct? Two years ago? Last year with New England? Yeah. Tom Brady has twice lost in the wild card round of the playoffs, Jeremy. Once to Tennessee. Name the other team. To take the lead back. For sure was him. It wasn't the Castle year, right? Tom Brady has lost in the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Good clarification. It's fun. I thought about that too, but I'm like, no, I mean, it's got to be Tom Brady starting, I would assume. So. Man, that's tough because I know it's his early days. 15 seconds. I was hoping Peyton Manning would have. I know Peyton Manning beat him a couple times in the playoffs, so I just didn't know exactly where that fell. Five seconds. Three. I'm going to go with two. the Raiders. The Raiders. Wrong. We're looking for the 2013 Baltimore Ravens. Oh, Flacco year? Flacco year. Hey, look at that. Flacco, yep. man. 2013 was the ruin for both quarterbacks, huh? Really was. They stole the Brady Rogers Super Bowl we were looking for. Oh. Actually, Brandon Bostick and the Seattle Seahawks stole that from us, but, you know, whatever. We're not talking about it. <laughs> All right. So it's still two to two then. Ooh, coming still down. Still two to two. Very even. We got one round of questions, and then we got a final Jeopardy. We'll see. All right. Beautiful. Jeremy, starting us off in round four. Who did former Steeler Bud Dupree sign with this offseason? Son of a gun. I feel like I just looked at this. Oh, man. Do I get a hint? Nope. No hints. Just 20 seconds. Fairly confident in this one. Fairly. Um, 10 seconds. Seattle Seahawks. Final answer? Yep. Wrong. Seth. 20 seconds. I'm Ooh. not going to take it. I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Correct. Yep. I thought, for some odd reason, I thought it was the Titans, too, because I remember him being tied to Clowney somehow. somehow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jeremy, you had me second guessing for a second when you said Seattle because I was like picturing the jerseys are similar, similar colors. So I'm like, well, maybe I just saw the jersey and I didn't think of the actual team. But. The reason I went to Seattle too is because I was thinking I knew there was something to do with Clowney. Yeah, I knew it yeah. was like somewhere he previously played. That's correct. Seth takes the lead on the steal, big steal. Now, Seth, pile on a little bit. The plan. Who did former Cincinnati Bengal Carl Lawson sign with this offseason? 
Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson. All right. Um, gee, ah, okay. I got one. Uh, right. New York Jets. Final answer. Final answer. Correct. Four to two. Seth, Uncle Sethery Abrahamson. I almost, I, I went San Francisco right away. I don't know why, but I did. But I was like, Jets <laughs> popped up. Yeah, I don't know why you did that either. I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> it doesn't matter how you start, Owen. What really, what you really could have killed me for on that one was Shaq Lawson just signed with the Houston Texans. Ooh. Same position, very similar name. Long lost brother. I was glad you thought of the right one. Now, 25 possible points. Just going to do hockey shootout in, in honor of the NHL playoffs right now. Jeremy, as the loser, currently gets the first answer. He rattles off an answer, correct or incorrect, goes to Seth. Correct or incorrect, goes to Jeremy. Um, 25. 25 possible points. Name every player starting now, as it feels like. Name every quarterback over the age of 28. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll just keep going for a little bit, and uh, we'll stop when I think we've had enough. Oh, that. All right. Fair or unfair? This, this reminds me of the um, at, right after the draft when we just went through the, all the all the drafted players' prospects and named their college. Might, you might be a little reminiscent. All right. <laughs> Okay. Here's, here's your final Jeopardy question. Jeremy, you will have 10 seconds to name your answer after I finish the question. Seth, right after I say correct or incorrect, you have 10 seconds. Okay. And we'll keep going after that. Actually, I will say the question twice because it might be, you might have a question. I'm going to say it twice. I'm not going to be able to give you time for clarifications. Okay. Ready? What we're looking for is the 25 colleges with the highest total earnings among active NFL players that went there. Ready for it again? Yes. We're looking for the colleges with the highest total earnings added up among the active NFL players that went to each college. Top 25 25 possible answers. Jeremy stepped away from the microphone. His timer starts now. Alabama. Number one, Alabama is correct. To me, then, I assume? Yes. Ohio State. Ohio State is number four. Um, Notre Dame. Just a second. Notre Dame is number nine. <clears throat> Florida. Florida, number 10. Miami. Da you. 
Miami of Florida is number seven. Uh, OSU, Ohio State. You already said Ohio State. Oh, shoot. Do I get okay. another one? Give me five seconds. Oh, I know the one I was thinking. LSU. LSU is number three. Now give me just a second, Jeremy. Tell me when to roll. I will. I I kind of messed up my uh, my scoring system here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties. So give me a second here. Hmm. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. All right, go ahead. USC. USC for Mr. Jeremy. Yes, sir. This guy's got a spreadsheet in front Ooh. of him. I do. Getting lost in the sauce. Hold on. They must be pretty low the on the list. The question, the question's too thick for himself. <laughs> you know what I've been number there, I've been there Owen. Number nineteen. All right. Hey. University of Southern California. Just making her in there, e. This is top twenty-five, correct? That's correct, correct. Mundo. Okay. Um. Michigan. Michigan. Number six. Seth, that was going to be my next one. And since you took that one from me, I am going to go Wisconsin. Ooh. Wisconsin. Going to be higher than you think, Seth. Number 13, 12. I bet. Ooh. Oh. close. A top 10's got to be pretty close to done. I don't know if you're writing them down, you'd know. Well, I was I, I've been writing the schools down, but I haven't been writing their place. Oh, I've been writing the place too. All right, back to me. Uh sorry. Um geez. Penn State. Number twenty-five. Hey, look at that. Whoa. I knew it all along. Before you go here, Jeremy, I'll just tell you. We have one, two. Three left in the top ten. Three left in the top ten. Do we? Because I yep. okay, we got one, four, ten, nine, three, six. Yes, we do. Okay. We got one, but we don't have two. Hmm. Oh, Clemson. Clemson Tigers. Number thirteen. Who's number two? Is that? I just want to confirm the score here quick. Is it nine to seven? So Jeremy's up by one point in the current round, and Seth, you were up by two going into the round. Yep, so nine to it, seven. Yeah. So wouldn't you be up by one now? So Seth has got five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's up one, eight to nine. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's okay. Okay. Because uh, it's your question. But yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> Sorry. Um. Oh, who did I have? Oh, Georgia. Georgia. Number five. Ooh. So I got a quick question. Really quick. It's total overall earnings. Instead of NFL player. Instead of total number of players per college that are active. 
It's the earnings among those active players. Texas, uh, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Banking on Mahomes, eh? Yes. <laughs> yes, 100%. The dude just signed a half a billion dollar contract. They got to be in here somewhere. Owen, don't give me that look. You might hate me, but I told you I said I don't give a goddamn. I believe it's among active players to this point. What the hell does that mean? He hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't. Or he hasn't actually earned that money. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. So it's how much money has been earned by these colleges till now, not contracts moving forward? Among active players, what they've earned up till now. Oh. So. So let me ask, now that that's been specified, can I re-guess? Seth, it's up to you. I wasn't going to give it to him, but if you really want to give it to him, you're allowed again. You don't Up have to, to be bullied. You don't have to be bullied into it. I was not going to give it to him. Go now ahead. Now that Drew. we know that, all right. Because regardless of that point, just take off the tech. Because <laughs> regardless of that point, you still could have guessed Texas Tech as a viable answer, but now that is off the board. So that's what I'm saying. You did make an effect on the game without the proper understanding of the question. Now it's not necessarily your fault, but you did make the guess. That was my ruling. Seth, you do not have to be bullied into this. No, that's you fine. Can allow. Are you, okay, Seth, go you ahead. Give it to me? All right, All I'm right. going with Texas instead. Texas, he says. Wrong. Ooh. They're about number 40. Damn. I'm going to go. Texas I'm going to go Stanford. That's a good one. Stanford, he says. I'll find them eventually. That might be as bad as my Texas one side. I thought Stanford had some pretty legitimate uh, players. No, you're, you're right. You're right. I just missed them. That's all. Stanford is number 15. Okay. 15. All right, give me Oregon. Ooh, good one. Looking for Oregon. Seth, this is something I'm good at because I've constantly got a I'm got a map in my head. So I can just like pick spots. I'm good at this. Number 34. Oh Oregon is incorrect. All right. What is this? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go a dark course here. Probably a team that a lot of people wouldn't think about, but I think maybe secretly. I'm gonna go Iowa. I think that's a safe one, Seth. Iowa number 19. Ooh, okay. It's kind of close here. 18. 18, sorry. 18. Give me Florida State. Ooh, that's a good one. How did I not think of that one? 
Florida State number eight. So we're still missing number two? Correct. I'm going to go. I don't think they're going to be number two, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go alma mater, Mr. Aaron Rodgers himself, Cal of Berkeley. Number two. Oh, really? Number two? Look at that. Maybe it's Aaron Rodgers. Probably because of Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Is it? Probably a big part of it. Partially because I would have to look. There has to be more earners than that because they're number two with $820 million earned among 28 players. Alabama. Now that we have have the stipulation set, Seth, I'm not thinking just colleges. I'm thinking players at colleges. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how you got to do it. Al- Alabama has 81 players accumulating 900 million. California has 28 players accumulating 820 million. Top level talent at a UC Cal Berkeley. Boom. But anyway, we're to we're back to Jeremy. Nine um, guesses each with 16 of those guesses correct answers. We have, I believe, nine left possible. Which means Jeremy, Jeremy needs to get four more than Seth in the rest of these. Am I? I'm, uh, I'm up by four, correct? Yes, right. So Jeremy you should I mean, be up by four now. Yep. Jeremy has to get four to tie it. Jeremy has to get four more than Seth to tie it here in the last nine. Our last crunch time possible. Crunch time. Crunch you, time Jeremy. is right. Give me one quick second. All right. <clears throat> so we got two, one, two. We got the whole top ten, don't we? Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe Texas isn't higher on that. Yeah, that you, like Texas and, me. Texas me. and Oregon both really surprised me because they're very, very high up on because like just the amount of players they've had total. You know what I mean? Um, I guess they're not breaking the bank though. I'm surprised that with Texas though. You know what I mean? Because like, do you think it, big names? Oh my bad. Give me a second here. <laughs> um. So. Five. Three. Washington. Two. The University of Washington. Washington. They've, they've put out some players. Mm-hmm. Is number 30. Oof. Just outside. Sheesh. I'm hitting a lot of these mid-tier places. Yeah. Just passed. Not bad guesses. Oklahoma. The University of Oklahoma. Actually, it's Oklahoma University. Number 17. Hey. You have just a second, Jeremy. Yep. Hey. Oklahoma, go ahead whenever you're ready. Uh, give me Tennessee. He wants Tennessee. That's a 10 I see. Hmm. Tennessee I'm number, not thinking, number 27. 
What? This is incredible. You're really getting all the teams just outside of the 25. Why didn't you do the top 50? <laughs> I'm going to go Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Number 11. Hey, that high. Okay. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> so, Jeremy, I believe there's seven left. You need six of them. Oof. But it is possible. All right, Michael Jordan. Give me I'll go with UNC The University of North Carolina I thought about them too Thought about them They're going to be 26 Something stupid. Something just stupid, Seth. Number 38. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. Um, I'm going to go with this team. I can't believe we didn't we didn't call them already, Jeremy. Uh, Penn State. We said Penn State. You did already. Did I? You said oh, yeah, 20. you're right. They're, They're up there. Sorry. Yep. They're 25. All right. Sorry. All right. So I have a backup to that one. Boston College. They're on here. For sure, they're on Number here. 24. I got 24 and 25. All Jeremy needs the rest of them then, huh? Jer- Jeremy cannot let Seth get one more. <laughs> Six possible. Six possible? Seven, right? I don't actually, even I, care at this point. I th- Seth, actually, I think you <laughs> I'm about it. to guess, like, I'm about to guess 35 through 38, so it doesn't really matter, Seth. Jer- I think Jeremy's down seven, and there's six possible left. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many teams are left. I just have been writing the teams as we've gone. I haven't been marking them, so I don't know. If you want to, if you want to keep trying, Jeremy, though. I've missed three times, four, three times in a row. Five. I've missed five total. Seth, here, here we go. I think you won. Let's Someone let's ask. clear up the list. Let's just we'll we'll shoot out three, four more each or whatever. Just oh, well, I was I list. was gonna I was gonna let Seth bow out and have Jeremy just clean up the rest of the list. I mean, I'm if I won, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'll exactly. throw out some more teams. I'll throw That's out. That's what more I'm teams. saying. You didn't matter. Yeah. That's all right. Go ahead. Uh, who's who's up? Jeremy's up. I'm up. I'm up. Um. You know what? Just for shits and giggles, give me Texas Tech. You already said that. In the home, oh, no, remember? I changed it. Remember? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. It wasn't officially played, which it was number 50, I believe. Okay. Fuck, fuck me, man. <laughs> Jeremy, I think you got more teams from 26 to 50 than you do from 1 to 25. I've literally got Texas 40, Oregon 34, Washington 30, Tennessee 27, which blows my mind because of Peyton Manning. Uh, UNC 38 and then Texas Tech. Active, active NFL players. Screw your list, Owen. 
That stipulation needed to be said earlier. But anyway. I said it. I said it. I You know I said it. You I'm going to go. You said it right here. <laughs> so I'm trying to run through the, the Florida schools. So we said Florida. We said Florida State. We said Miami. Um, Miami. Those are the three big ones. California. Who's out there in California? We haven't said yet. We said them all. Um, said Cal and Stanford, USC. We said the three big ones. <coughs> I'm going to go. Gosh. How many are left on one? Six. 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 I'll give a I'll give a hint after Seth. You know what? I actually still can tie this, can I? I think I Seth is up seven. I believe I'm up seven. And there's six possible. That's yeah, I agree with you on. I have me sixteen, Jeremy nine. So that put me up seven. That's where my math is at. You gotta guess. Oh yeah, that's right. I gotta guess. Um, I'm gonna go. Give me some uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys. The Cowboys. Not very high on the list at all. Really? Okay. Oh, I'm looking at like this past. Past Texas down here, around around forty five range. All right, like. you know, I'll, I'll take I'll take Jeremy's spot in that list. So, Jeremy, here's your first, or here's the hint I will give. We have one, two, two. I have two states. One. Two, three, with the state name in the college name, and then one that is just—I don't know if it's private. I don't think it's private, but it's a big school with a name not related to a state. So two, two names that are just a state, three names that have the state name in it, and one that is just an oddball. Well, so say that one more that time. Gonna... Oh, and say that one more time. Two colleges that are just the state. Three colleges that have the state name in it, and one that is an oddball. Okay. So here, here's one that I was going to say way earlier: Virginia Tech. Ooh. Virginia Tech is incorrect, but not too far down the list. Looks like uh, six, seven, eight, nine, thirty-one, two, three. Northwestern. What did you say the guess before this, Seth? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Yeah, that was wrong. And so is uh, <laughs> Northwestern. Okay. <laughs> Owen, give me, um, give me Boise. Boise, Boise State. Uh, yeah, Boise State. Five, six, seven, eight. 42. This is so stupid, man. I have literally hit everything from like 29 to 50. This is so dumb. <laughs> um, so you're saying there's two with the state name in them alone. So one of them, I'm going to go Arizona. 
Arizona. Is off by a decent margin. Okay. Past Oklahoma State. Not too far past, but past. Owen, give me Virginia. Virginia proper. Virginia Commonwealth. Home of the, the fighting Chris Longs. I don't even see him on here. This one is this one's around like 80. Dang. Yeah. I'm just gonna put a question mark there. <laughs> Michael Vick. Both of Vicks. So they went to Virginia or Virginia Tech. Which one? Michael Tech. Vick went to Virginia Tech. I believe his brother Marcus Vick went there too, right? Um yes. he finishes I think he yes, finished he his college career somewhere else though. I think he finished it at he? Miami. Are you sure? I, I remember yeah, watching I him so. at Tech. He was he was blowing it up. Yeah, he was. He's, just, he's kind of he chubby, in, though. He got in trouble, and I think he finished his college career at Miami, which was just like two seconds, and then he got went to the Dolphins. What do you got for a guess here, Seth? Um, I'm trying to think of other states. You know, we what states haven't <laughs> we said? I'm not going to say North Dakota. I mean, Seth, just Carson Wentz is two that are just the state. Three have the state name in it. One oddball. You're going to be – I think you'll – they're more obvious for sure. Don't try to get too cute. Um, don't get too cute. Yeah. Sure, I'll go Colorado. Mason Crosby's from Colorado. He's made a good, decent chunk of money as a kicker. It's between Oregon and North Carolina. So no. Oh. So it's like – 31. Sounds about right. Or no, it'd be like 36. There you go. Two states, three state name adjacent, one oddball. Uh, so we said Florida State, but we, we didn't say FSU, so Florida State University, right? Same, same yeah, same thing. Same place, right? It's same thing. So what's the one that's the Dragons? Florida Central, right? Is that Florida Central? Oh, FS. Uh, yeah, Florida Central. University yeah. of Central Florida. Yeah. UCF. UCF. The, gold, the Golden Knights. Is oh. Yep, UCF. Stay on there, Owen. I'd be surprised. Not just past North Carolina, whatever one past North Carolina is. Man, I'm 39. I'm really good at hitting this middle shit. Anyways. I want to we get we get another hint geographically maybe a play, uh, uh, all right all right there. let me go through I one state on the east coast uh one state in the middle of the country one uh there's two of them that are blank state that are what Blank, blank state. state. Oh, blank. Okay. State name and then state. So state colleges. Uh, there's one that's state city. Seth, guess Hawaii. No. Uh, South Carolina. Bingo. The Gamecocks. Number 14. Who was who their coach for, for the longest time? Um, um, 
I know his name. I can't. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Yeah, I can't think of it either. You know what? It just clicked when you said that Arkansas has got to be on this one. I said it already. Pretty did sure you? I said it. I'm I don't pretty think sure you did. didn't. I didn't. I don't think you did. No, you said Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Arkansas. We're looking for Arkansas. Arkansas is about is one after Oregon. <laughs> wow, that's sad. Steve Spurrier. Sorry, I had Steve to look Spurrier, it up. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, uh, since I got it wrong, can I just guess Hawaii? <laughs> Hawaii also incorrect. Son of a bitch. Hawaii State. Just kidding. Um, so there's five left now. Yes. So oh said, my god. I know what it is. I don't. Um, Throw it out. Iowa State. Quick. Iowa State. No, Mom. Michigan State. Michigan yes. State. Wow. Yes. Yeah. How the heck did we not get that? Where do they one, fall on there? One after USC. I don't know what that is. That would be 20. 20. 20, yep. So what we're looking for here, Seth. Two SEC teams, one Big Ten. No, two Big Ten. Actually, I don't know if you guys got that one or not. Yeah, you did. Two SEC, one Big Ten, and one Pac-12. Pac-12. Oh, I know what the Pac-12 one is. We said Oregon. We said Stanford, USC. Jeez, who else is in the Pac-12? I'm going to go Michigan. Or not Michigan, sorry, Maryland. Incorrect. Okay. That was my I'm going to go Arizona team. State. Arizona State on. Incorrect. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I'm throwing in the pen. I'm done. I, I'm out. I've, I've sizzled. I'm Purdue. What do we got? Three left. We got three left. Incorrect. Who four the left. heck is on the freaking Big Ten left? There's four left. There's four left. Oh, and you know what? Give me a second here. So we've got Florida. Here, I'm gonna is give you. Mi- players. Is it Minnesota? Is it Minnesota? Nope. I'm gonna give you players. Okay. Oh my God! Wait a second. It's Randy Moss and Chad Pennington, right? Where's that? Where'd they go know. to college? Where the hell did they go to college? I have no idea. Hey, Siri. Where'd Randy Moss go to college? Siri don't like me today. Um, let me dig this up. All right, Owen, throw, throw out a couple players. All right, you ready? First first team I'm looking at is it, Dak is it Prescott. Marshall... Is it Marshall University? No, no Marshall. Dak Prescott. Okay. Uh, Mississippi State. Bingo. Really? Fletcher okay. Cox went there too. Oh yeah. Fletch signed a hundred million dollar contract. Yep. So yeah. So we're looking uh, for number twenty-three, twenty-two, and twenty-one. We're missing ooh, here. Right on the uh... ne- Nebraska. Levant. Oh, I just said it. I was yeah. I just said. Levante David. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Nebraska, Moving on. Nebraska. Moving, Moving on. Oh, when you say the college, we'll guess the players. 
Well, I mean, the next one is kind of easy. If I say... Actually, I don't know any other... Damn. Nebraska also had uh, Amir Abdullah, too. One SEC and one Pac-12. And Nebraska also had Ndamukong Sue. Yep. There's a couple big contracts right there. Um, where'd Matt Stafford go to college? Uh, Georgia. Georgia. We already guessed Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, we guessed Georgia. Um, the SEC school. So, is it US, UCLA? Oh, UCLA. How do we not get UCLA? Did you say SEC and say UCLA? Like, you're like yeah, SEC that's my school. Bad. UCLA. My bad. I'm thinking. I was saying USC in my head. That was the problem. But UCLA, right? Yes. How did we not get UCLA? That's a so, big time. So one more, right? Two more, I think. One or two more. I because I did say Nebraska. Oh yeah, one more then. One more. Oh, so you gave us one. So this Derek? one's in the SEC, right? Defensive tackle Derek Brown. Auburn. Yep. How do we not get Cam Auburn Newton. either? Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm gonna pick on. Uh, I'm gonna pick on the question person here. If if the stipulations would have been given to us. Money that's been made to this point. I think we'd have done better here because we'd have just started naming off quarterbacks right away. Yeah, I mean, you guys were perfect up until you fucked up. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you we, were perfect you up until, we were perfect until, I guess, the richest you went, contract. You went, a perfect, you went a perfect 12 for 12 up until Jeremy decided that I was the problem. Up and until I, my question I went, was bad. Up until I went, hey, Pat Mahomes has got a crazy contract. No, I didn't have to make that distinction. What I did, what I said was act, earnings among active players. And earnings means what you've made up to this point, not the contract oh, that you have signed. I'm going to so, be in defense of you because Tennessee didn't show up on us. They fell just off of it. And Peyton obviously made a shitload of money. Well, I mean, Tennessee is active players. So Tennessee wouldn't be on it for Peyton. Well, they were right? close. Yeah, Oh, wait a second. You said active players? Yeah. Oh, they were two off. Active Helping earning, among earnings players. among active players. Gotcha. Anyways, that regardless, Jeremy, I took home the W, rightfully so. I'll take it next week as well, Owen. Coming for you. I'm going to come yourself. up with some real, real wonky questions next week, so be ready. I'm going to be like, hey, guys, name up all the players that wear a size 12 shoe that also punt. <laughs> Pat McAfee. That's the first name that came incorrect. to mind. He's incorrect. He does. He's not an active player. Owen, sorry. Oh, it sure. doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Good game, boys. Good to be back. Glad we were able to get back into it. All right. We will be doing the NFC Net West next week. We'll see uh, if Aaron Rodgers reports to camp or what's going to happen there. We'll see. Otherwise, um, as always. Adios. Adios. Adios.